I'm sad that we didn't get my Native American Jew jokes in. <laughs> well, you should have. You shouldn't have done them before. Oh, it's fine. We can recreate them. I can just start Everyone. the podcast with you saying that, though. Yeah, you could. <laughs> hey, everyone, uh, welcome back to Four Nerds Save the Universe, episode eighteen. 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 Yeah, the podcast that almost didn't happen. Uh, yeah, because somebody decided to play hooky. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. Well, you. I, I was like, I won't be here this times. weekend. That's because of conventions. And then I was suddenly here at two. I'm like, oh, I'm super here this weekend. You weren't here at two. You were here at like three fifteen. I was here. Yeah. You know. You know. <laughs> you if know. We're operating on wander time. That's totally acceptable. You know. <laughs> oh Jesus! This picture of you. Apparently, you were friends with some with a <laughs> doppelganger of my best friend from high school. Oh, look at this, oh. this guy. You were Holy best shit. friends with. You were best friends with my brother in high school. <laughs> Uh, apparently I was. God oh, no. Damn. Wait, is that the brother you're looking at? Hold on. I'm trying to... There we go. The first wanna... thing we're going over on this basically audio I podcast I, is a I picture that people can't see. This is my graduating class. <laughs> apparently this guy is like the well, Stepford the... wife of, like, <laughs> high school friends. <laughs> I don't have words. Why? Do you have someone in your past no. that looks like that? No. Okay. Uh, Your brother wow. looks nothing like you. <laughs> no, he doesn't. People used How to confuse me and my brother for being twins when we were young. I guess you guys have like the same chin. Now well, maybe it's because you're it. smiling and he's just sort of like, hmm. I guess everyone's putting the pictures up. Okay, I'm going to display capture this. Oh, goody. Yeah. <laughs> there we are. There's a... This, this guy's my best friend. And then there's Keith. <laughs> I... You guys are going to have to go to Bird's side of things for this. I, I guess I I'm going to have to go to Bird's side of things for this. Yep. He's going to have to send me photos to put on the actual video podcast. Wait, and you like yellow Gatorade for shame. Oh, that's Damn, just B-Bottle. Okay. This is after a long <laughs> Sorry, blue's the best. What, did, so, and they have a cooler back there, so they kept their B-Bottles nah, cold. I, I will <laughs> trip. I don't know. I thought you said B-Bottle, like I was cycling through <laughs> different bottles. But you meant P-Bottle. <laughs> <laughs> oh right! All right. Totally. So this it's... podcast started as they usually end. Yeah, yeah. re-rail Let's with the deranged, okay. meandering Here. whimper. Delilah. <laughs> oh shit! Not with a bang, but with a. Confused. You're not recording. <laughs> no, I'm recording. I forgot something. What did you? Forget? What have you done? I horrible things. Let me see if I can. It's fine. Uh, okay, so ah, back to uh, Jewish and add... American names. A zero here, I can't tell how this podcast is even good. starting. What's okay. going on? No, 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 it's good. <laughs> so I forgot that OBS's default encoding is 1,000 kilobytes. So oh, that's you're going to get some bad. really shitty uh, face cam for me. And then it's uh -huh. going to just uh, oh. crank up three minutes. Oh. In. I was, I was confused why you were self-narrating your, uh, your technical fixes. <laughs> yeah. He's I, an lp -er. It's what he does, right? Yeah. <laughs> has to. Okay, so uh, now that we've gotten all the stuff out of our system, uh, can we talk about Mass Effect Andromeda a little bit? Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> so Keith hasn't gotten very far. We finished the end of the trial, and Bird watched part of us playing I through watched it? a little bit. I watched the multiplayer, too. Okay. But I've been tuning in and out. Yeah. So I, I guess I figured I'd, I should probably preface this a little bit, where the entire internet has kind of lined themselves up to take pot shots at, at this game, which is... Why I would even call any of this noteworthy? Because the game itself is decidedly all right. Mm. It's just I every time I wake up, I pull out my phone, I start 
browsing through my like as you everyone know, having negative Twitter reviews. feeds and uh, news feeds and whatever, and it's just like Mass Effect Andromeda, like facial animation, so and so and so and so. Most of the complaints are regarding story and animation. Yeah, story, animation, uh, writing, whatever, and it's just kind of interesting seeing. Just how many people are so aggressively hating on this game? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we streamed it the first night. That it's not really. That honestly, tri- it's not a surprise. I guess I don't know. It, it bugs me that it's like it's not well, a bad game. And for me, as somebody who so played through the entirety of Inquisition on YouTube, I'm super used uh, to the internet being very yeah. mad at Bioware games. Huh. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hear nearly as much Inquisition about Inquisition. Came out in the wave after me? Gamergate. Oh Jesus! Yeah, Inquisition oh. was like a magnet. So I was like, "What? You can, your guy can fuck the guy, and there's one girl that's only lesbian. That's SJW." Blah blah. blah. And people are really mad about stuff, and then they find like an interview about some person working on the probably 200 person team that they mm-hmm. like that sets things that are shittier, and so that's all the more reason to hate the entire project and everyone in it. Wait. So it's, were the only complaints exhausting. regarding romance <laughs> options, or was it uh, something basically more? Basically everything you can imagine. Uh, yeah. In the case of Inquisition, <laughs> that was the type of complaint that masked the more legitimate things to talk about, like how it mm-hmm. has MMORPG-style like mass-produced garbage quests, mm-hmm. which was a real bummer, or how the ending just whimpers out and ends. <laughs> they had to like, Plus, add an entire new ending to the game. Of, it had a couple of like women characters that weren't, like, you know hot so yeah people oh yeah doing that people with, we have the we have the default main character that's female or uh, uh, andromeda, andromeda. Yeah, yeah so the exact same thing is happening with that too it's been it's been fun i was I frustrated because there was this but uh i, I wanted to talk about it a little bit seeing as it was <laughs> relevant the only thing that really bugs me about this... i thought she looks i think she looks genuine like she looks like a genuine she person. She looks like a real person. The the Definitely. problem is yeah. their eyes sometimes go in well, opposite directions yeah, when they're they, yes. So I, I was actually uh I was floating this idea. They mo capped all the faces with the people just reading from a sheet. Are you sure? Yeah, they about didn't do that, No, it's true. They didn't because they, nobody is looking at each other. They didn't do yeah. uh what's it called? Sight? Sight lines? Yeah, so what's called an animation? So like yeah. Um, we were talking to a guy and his his eyes were like Darting going back and forth constantly. Mm-hmm. And yes. I'm like, I bet they, I bet they have him in a recording studio with like mm-hmm. a, a fan nearby because he was like blinking as though like he, his eyes were drying out and yeah. his eyes were darting back and forth as though we were reading a script. And I noticed like, that some people's eyeballs come through their lids when they blink. Oh god! Yeah. Uh, I have special eyes. Turians <laughs> <laughs> do I have, have a history of broken eyes over the course of the franchise. True. You guys see the gif on Reddit earlier today on the like really messed up Shepard. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, I saw that. God, the uh, the the Monster Factory video. Yeah, well, is this just I a that really bad character customization? Well, it, it was just what? a gif. If I remember, it's like my face when somebody. Uh, oh yeah, here we are. My reaction when I hear other people calling Mass Effect Andromeda ugly. I'm gonna throw this oh, in. Oh, but yeah. my they, they intentionally made their characters but, face like, like that. I. Uh-huh. It's just. I the one that looks like a sh- like his skull was replaced with a boot. <laughs> <laughs> it's That's um, alarming. It's great. So you, stuff. Met, you met Ryder then, not Shepard. Yeah, well, th- this, this is Shepard's yeah. face. It is Shepard. Okay. Yeah, yeah, from this gift. But um, how do they get their jaw? Off I don't know. I, I don't know. 
They must I have think... hacked the uh, the. Yeah, to remove the limits. Because the... yeah, you, cra- you can't that, make I that. If if you could make that, I would have made that. Oh no! Mm-hmm. Not no. for like a serious playthrough, but oh, like I probably would have character. Yeah, I would have made that first, and then Shell would have freaked out and been like, "No!" And then I would have gone back to something <laughs> a little bit more normal. Um, actually, one of the uh, other critiques uh, that I heard, and that I'm looking at this now. Andromeda is so much more bright and colorful than mm-hmm. uh, old Mass Effect, mm-hmm. so and that makes such a huge difference in like. That's one know, of the, the first faces. things that came up when I was playing was this idea that yeah. it doesn't feel, it doesn't look, sound, or feel like a Mass Effect game off my first few hours, and that I'm wandering around the mm-hmm. planet. It's like a super hyper contrast, hyper colorful area, whereas like the the original Mass Effect was so oftentimes monochrome but in a stylish way mm-hmm. that it like they even offered the uh film grain filter as an option to try to emulate the type of movie it was emulating in the first place weirdly like it went away over the course of the franchise because the series stopped fitting that kind of slow star trek stand around stuff and started being more action oriented in the sequels but then andromeda brings back the film grain option and it doesn't even slightly make sense to turn on because the mm-hmm. nothing about this even slightly looks like it would be on a thing that had film grain in the first place. Because it's crazy. <laughs> jet- it, it more than anything, it mm-hmm. feels like I'm playing a game based on the Star Trek reboot movies, where people have jetpacks and jump around in crazy burning things that are going to bore holes in the center of the of the planet <laughs> to blow it up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's it doesn't feel like a Mass Effect setting or look look at it in the first place. To the point where mm-hmm. at one point I was saying like this kind of feels like a reboot of of advent rising instead of mass mm-hmm. effect and uh for like as far as looking like feeling and sounding like yeah you walk around and like i go on the nexus and when i was on the citadel in mass effect 3 there were like 50 plus people standing around in one room sometimes because they're all refugees and security guards and everybody had a place and people were talking to each other or they're gathered around certain spots and you could actually figure out what every individual person was doing in the environment around you and they all made mm-hmm. sense but i walk around the nexus and there's just like I'll see the same Asari like five times in the same room, all oh. with an Omni tool doing something. <laughs> mm-hmm. But at the time, like I'm doing the info, the info dump screen that they put there for you for the tour or whatever. And there's like two Asari standing in front of it, calibrating something on their Omni tool. I'm like, why are you standing in front of the screen? And why do you keep walking, stopping in front of the screen? It's just a screen, and it's just a tour. The future is broken, dude. One like thing everyone's I don't just. Get are the guys <laughs> crouching with their pistols cocked? <laughs> yeah, like yes. yeah. yeah, I saw that guy. He looks like he's guarding an outpost in the middle of the wilderness, but he's standing in the middle of the <laughs> nexus, just standing there mm-hmm. where nothing's happening, and he's like holding his gun in his hand, up, up, up of his head as he crouches and looks around like he's surveying the scene, and it doesn't mm-hmm. even slightly fit. Like There's no one, no one fits some, their setting. But there are five of them. And to none some of the, degree, and I, I almost kind of understood it because they recently had like an armed insurrection, so it's like it kind of makes eh. sense. But it definitely doesn't look like you private that again. Guard the trash cans. And so yeah, far, pretty much. <laughs> so far, I've met a Krogan, a Turian, and a Salarian, and none of them sound like a Krogan, a Turian, or a Salarian. And that's weirding like me out. I just finished the trilogy. I just finished the trilogy, and you know what a Krogan, yeah, a Salarian, and Turian sound like. And the first Salarian so I meet man. just sounds like that guy from HBO because he is. Because he is, yeah. <laughs> and he's unfiltered. Mm-hmm. And they gave yeah, like the one the one Turian you meet because they're filtered. The male Turian you meet at the beginning, 
he has like a weirdly high pitched voice, like mm-hmm. almost he almost sounds like a turn going through puberty. And so mm-hmm. when they put the filter through him, like he doesn't have a bassy voice in the first place, so the filter doesn't pick up on anything. So it's just an uh. ar- arbitrary distortion yeah. added to his voice that doesn't amplify it to make him sound Turin. They sound like, like they recorded these lines over Skype or something. Like I assume he's fine, some celebrity but... too or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> like maybe that's Probably. why he's in there, even though he doesn't fit either. It's weird. I, I'm going to be totally honest. It bugs me how often like celebrity voice actors show up in kind of non-critical roles. Because you know, well, they've they done had it a to... lot in Mass Effect. Yeah, well, but like, but so what, much West? better, elusive Kanye man. West? Yeah, so like, so good. He's a crucial yeah. role. He makes sense. But I'm talking about like the Slarian guy. Like, he's mm-hmm. an HBO actor. But like, they could have hired like a decent guy, not from HBO, and not spent all the extra money for a celebrity. Just, just have or make him play a human. Dude, they they had Conan <laughs> O'Brien voice act like a janitor or something in the first Mass Effect, didn't they? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess if it's, like, voluntary on that part, it's just always one of those where it's, like, mm-hmm. all of these big games have, like, high budgets, and I'm, like, why waste it on some celebrity that, like, nobody's going to notice? Unless it's, like, uh... Well, they probably wanted to... I feel like the celebrities to... should just play humans, and then a lot of the problems go away, at the very least, for, like, the mm-hmm. them not being portrayed properly or missing mm-hmm. with, messing with the betrayal of what they're playing. Because, like... Right. Like, the girl from Chuck was fine at playing Miranda, uh oh yeah that was her yeah like shit that was a celebrity actor but but there's issues with making real people and putting them in a mass effect game because then you end up with stuff like uh jacob from mass effect 2 who looks like a monstrosity whenever he's animated which i think which maybe we're skipping over a little bit by complaining about the graph the animations in this one specifically because like do people do people Everyone remember Jacob with Mass Effect Two? Because he, he's scary. Everyone remembers that. <laughs> and yeah. also, male Shepard on a regular basis was like, "What's going on with your face?" Or female Shepard was, "What's going on with your neck?" Because it looked like a cue ball mm-hmm. on the end of a stick, and it was just rotating <laughs> in impossible angles sometimes <laughs> while the neck was completely uh-huh. still, like a LA noir character. Uh, I, I will admit one one of the reasons why like I want to be kind of forgiving though with a lot of this is like crossing the uncanny valley is really hard, and yeah. Like, it's still going to take another, like, decade or two before, like, realism actually doesn't look like pure butts. Yeah. So, somebody has to do it. Is it ever going to even be worth it, though? For me, though, I Personally, I guess, I'm in favor of stylization know. over it, but it's very worth it if we want to do proper mocap. Stylization would be great, uh. yeah. But, uh, for me, the issue here is that they keep trying to make the sequels bigger and better, supposedly, and mm-hmm. I hate that because <laughs> Mass Effect 1 was such a tight, controlled experience with a well-paced narrative and really cool, carefully crafted environments that were so had mm-hmm. so much detail put into how they were going to play out that the game largely didn't have that much content. But, like, the characters in them, like, even the boring characters, like, the boring characters of the first game are, like, Ashley. And guess and what, Kaden, Ashley? Kaden's like you, horrible. Like, you can watch up a scene. You can look up a scene of Ashley talking about her family and look at all the little, like, animation ticks over the course of the scene and, like, all these nice little mm-hmm. things. And then you compare that to, like, the average inter- interaction you're encountering in, like, in Andromeda so far. And it's, like, a guy mm-hmm. staring blankly into the f- in forward and just, chat, mm-hmm. like, flap-mouthing, basically. I don't think... It doesn't seem like actual motion, motion capture. Like, if it's I supposed to be also... motion capture, it seems like they somehow don't know how to do motion capture because people are usually not completely immobile and dead. Yeah, I was also surprised uh, initially making our rounds just to try to strike conversation with people. 
Uh, mm -hmm. Even even our own party members, they only had one sentence to say. No segue. Well, I think, I, I think oh, in that, that case, we were, talk, we were talking to them in the wrong spot. Like we were mm. we were looking out over an area. Yeah. Plus, you guys were playing the beta, so you had ten hours. There's so there's not going to be much of a, a lot of stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, probably. And, but the thing was, we were talking with some of our crewmates, like the mechanic or the pilot and such, mm -hmm. and. Already, they're springing uh, romance. Uh, oh yeah, you can on hit us. on like everybody really? and immediately. It's just like, and it's just no, like, we're not tough. saying that yet. We barely know these people. That's a video was... game. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> the hitting on things on accident is a real thing, though, in Mass Effect. <laughs> True. Shepard you're was... like, this dialogue seems normal, and you're like, <laughs> would you like to go back to my spaceship? And then she's like, okay. And then you're like, uh, that, I guess I'm watching a cutscene now. And then your parents we're walk to in see, and you're like, God damn it. We're waiting to see what crew members and characters are interested in. I mean, obviously, being a female character, our options are limited to some respect. Uh, mm. Same with males. I mean, obviously, there are characters. What are the romanceable options for the female writer? Like, uh, probably Korean, the first guy you meet, I assume. Uh, yeah, the Wait, guy. He plays a male writer? Or a, a male character in Mass Effect Andromeda? Yeah, yeah. So there are, there are two Jesus, siblings. Jesus, the criticism of Sarah Ryder has overshadowed so much. I didn't even it's, realize there was a second character. It's because oh. the uh, the wow. male version Not is just kind of boring. They're twin siblings. Like 80% of Mass Effect players play male, even though there's this whole undercurrent of people like, Jennifer Hale, yay, in the first trilogy. And I pl I did my recording of the series in uh, as Jennifer Hale for that reason. Because Mark Miller's oh, yeah. kind of Jennifer Hale's kind one of my favorite great. voice actresses. <laughs> but uh, given that the new male two people... Is damn good looking. The two people felt like nobody. <laughs> so I was like, eh, I'll play male just because default for me. So I just went in blind that way. But uh, I I'll never know the supposed issues with female uh, writer. Because I customized her. <laughs> so I have two custom characters. So I don't know what either of them look like by default yeah. at this point. Customize. Yeah, we can't. I went, I, I, I've gone back twice out now you, to yeah. go looking and it's just grayed out. And I'm like, well, okay. I mean, it doesn't bug me too much. It's just like. Mm -hmm. Well, another thing we were concerned about is, I mean, the animations are already wonky enough as it is. But uh -huh. the custom characters might have, well, not the custom ones. The like original defaults might have slightly better uh, animations than the ones that are custom surely because they were actually made for it. True, but I don't yeah. know. For me, I'm oh. not super big on animation, although I I wish they would just give the slightest effort of animating them at all in some cases. Like that one that one lady that almost has clown makeup on at the beginning of the game oh, is you completely mean completely immobile, which was weird. Mm -hmm. But uh more than anything, like I just it it feels like they took the complaint that Inquisition, uh, Inquisition's mass-produced dialogue interactions, the ones for the minor quests, uh, they would just keep the camera far away from you. It wouldn't even zoom in mm -hmm. a, a, a slight bit, and people would just jabber mouth at each other while the voice acting played uh, mm -hmm. from a distance. And I hated that because it felt so so impersonable because I couldn't even recognize half the NPCs yeah, you, by face at Dragon that point. Age right now, Dra right? Dragon Age Inquisition, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. In that game, it felt so impersonable. Like I didn't, e I wouldn't even like learn to recognize mm -hmm. people individually. Because I, I I never saw them up close. I would just hear their voice for a few quests and stuff like that. And that was kind of a bummer because I'm used to getting sort of getting used to various characters, even the minor ones, over the course of like a Mass Effect game or even the old Dragon Age game. So that felt like a bummer. So, but this mm -hmm. game, it seems like they may have 
kept the same animation style of almost not animating people, but then zoomed in almost as a response to criticism. But now it's just like a close-up view of them jabber-mouthing, and that's it, which is kind of a I, bummer. I feel like the game has, um, God, what's it called? Uh, a really weird focal length at all times. Yeah. So, like, during the main game, you have, like, this fairly broad focal length, and then in all of your dialogue scenes, yeah, it keeps that really um, long focal length, which makes everyone's face look really wide and weird. Like, uh, oh, yeah. let me like, show you guys a gif of what that's all about. Like when a camera is too close to your face, like what I say oh, about yeah. my and own web. You don't adjust the focal length. Like what um, I say yeah. about my own webcam, <laughs> where I'm like, no, yeah. I want it further away. Here, let me let me show you uh, a gif that captures what I'm talking about here. Yeah. Um, you can see, like, so this is the effect on somebody's face just from uh, changing the length of the um of like the distance of the aperture to like the sensor, ah. if I remember. So you get like a really weird effect going on to everyone's faces, like all the time. That's really distorted about like how far away they are from the camera too. And I feel like they just didn't bother to um, control that in a lot of their dialogue scenes. Is so that the character? You... A lot worse. Is that the custom female uh, writer? That yeah, you made? I threw mine in. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's not bad. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, focal length can be really strange, and I don't, I, mm. I just, I can't, I, I am still watching this video I mentioned earlier mm -hmm. about, like, just the idea of Ashley Williams in the first game, for example, and, like, yeah. there's so many little eyebrow twitches and head tilts and, like, like mm -hmm. head nods that actually match yeah. what you're doing and stuff like that. I'm like, wow, look, a person's yeah. talking to me. Like, she looks like shitty 2007 graphics, and I'm still like, hey, a person's talking to me in this game about talking mm -hmm. to people. Yeah, they don't they don't nod their heads. I was actually thinking that. They don't speaking nod, of, they don't tilt. Super minor aside, uh, speaking of nodding heads, I'm tired of looking at dialogue between characters in Horizon Zero Dawn, where yes. they have like procedurally generated head nods that don't even slightly match their emphasis of their oh, yeah. senses. Uh, the is that why great. that happened? Yeah, that game oh, is just yeah. randomly God. wobbling their heads mm -hmm. around, and it's supposed to just act look like people are talking, but they're just like, huh? I can't even pretend to do it. I was starting, I was mm -hmm. trying to pretend to do it on webcam, but I can't not attach hey, my head wobs hey, to my set. What I'm saying? Our webcam, I probably could imitate it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's just yep. sort of like, hello there. How? Are yeah, you? like I, I, I can like hear the weird nod. So yeah, there's like a, what you said. There's so many, there's so many weird nods mid-sentence and stuff. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. That was such a good game, but I hated talking to people because it's like I recognize that you have a great face, but the lip syncing was slightly off and the animations was, were slightly why off. Why was it off? I God, don't know. that drove me insane. It was weird. Also, like, story missions really were just like, find mm -hmm. the log hunt. Like, it was such a weird thing for me uh, to some find degree. Find the like, log hunt? Well, so, um, so after, know a certain words point mean. Of, after a certain point of playing the game, I got kind of tired of it because, like, open mm -hmm. world games can only, like, capture my interest for so long. Mm -hmm. So I decided to do, like, the second half of the game back to back, like, every story mission without pause, like, without even doing any side quests. Oh. And what you do is you go into a facility and it almost immediately is just, like, a log and you listen to the log. And then you go into the next one and. Mm -hmm rinse repeat until like maybe a couple enemies show up and then you go back to log 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 and you're either reading them or you're listening to them and you have to hunt for them with I a scan to tool. clarify log file I think, yeah log files you know a log like wood no lumber. no sorry <laughs> and it uh it actually kind of ruined my immersion for the game it was like oh this is like a really sweet story that i'm listening to 
like after mm-hmm. the fact because you're you're unraveling uh, you're unraveling, unraveling like what the zero dawn thing was so you, you hit a mm-hmm. point is- where basically the entire game story is like instead of being a cross-section of all the types of content the game has it's like one type of mission repeating over and over again and you have to play yeah. all the side quests to get other types of content pretty much mm-hmm. And that was, like every once in a while, that was like the weird a big problem robot. that that uh like Final Fantasy 15 had, where like every story, yeah. if you played a story mission, you were going to get a cutscene heavy gimmick sequence where you kind of just press buttons mostly and wait for the to continue to, the story to continue. Whereas every single side content was like, here's this mechanic we're going to explore, and turned out to be the meat of the game basically. Mm. Like and some so games almost just... fall apart when you play the main story, which is weird. That was kind of my problem with Horizon Zero Dawn because you're probably supposed to be like alternating but for me i was just like nope i want to get this done because i don't want this to be a 60 episode series i want this to be like a 40 episode series and it uh came apart a little bit and still one of the better games i've ever played but it's just like yep they did not figure out how to pace that content out it's it's interesting mm-hmm. i i find i'm finding the quest surprisingly entertaining like, a, just a, you'll be doing some random quest where you're like, oh, track down those people that took my stuff. And then, like, in the middle of finding them, you'll find them, like, like stuck up in, like, a tree h- hiding away yeah. from a monster. And, like, you're like, <laughs> it feels like you're just showing up just in time for things in, a, in a, an organic way as opposed to having a cutscene <laughs> trigger that tells you that you're showing up just in time. Yeah. To the point where I couldn't tell if I was walking up on the quest or just random procedural stuff was happening in front of me. But it was actually probably how it always turns out. <laughs> Which is that's yeah, a, that's a I, cool I, thing. I I played the same quest. They did a very good job of like integrating the open world into those quests. Like it was fun to come across like a area and people were doing something. It's like oh hey yeah yeah. But we'll we'll see with Andromeda. I've been I've literally haven't made it past the nexus at the beginning of the game. The All I know is that is really I've played good, it though. Mm-hmm. All I know is I've played like, it for a few hours and have not met a character I care about yet, which feels weird for a Bioware game. Do you have uh what ten hours? Is that uh, the time cap you get? I've put about six hours into it. Okay. Uh, six, seven into the main mm-hmm. story. And then uh, a little a really, bit into the... That's a really cool, kind of neat system. Do you guys think that that's like, been a very effective way to market the game? Or Yes and no. I so, think it's kind of messed up. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the idea of it, but I think their execution was bad. I think for the such problem a, is they don't have anything to grip you that makes you want more. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so beyond just the fact that their first... Our, like the tutorial mission was pretty good but then mm-hmm. once you get to eos it kind of like opens up but it's limited oh destroy uh, this yeah. camp destroy mm-hmm. i'm just a this. little concerned that it's it may be another method of getting people to buy a game that reviewers haven't had a chance to look at yet mm-hmm. yeah much like mm-hmm. how bethesda just is like we're not going to send review copies to people until literally the day yeah. it comes out meaning they can't review it till days after ever the first huge so- chunk of, of uh, purchases happen I, I will say, though, I really appreciate the fact that they did give us 10 hours to mess around with the game ahead of time. I just mm-hmm. actually really wish it wasn't 10 hours. I wish it was... You wish it was content locked as opposed to time I locked? I wish it was content locked but, as opposed yeah. to time but locked. But we did get the mm-hmm. content because, lock because we... Well, yeah, we did. But, like, I didn't try and figure out my issues with character customization because any kind of bug You felt like you had to move on. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, you, you, you spent you would spend an X amount of time with character customization, then you tried multiplayer, and then you're like, oh, that all that's all counting towards my time. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I actually didn't want to experiment or explore. I was very goal-focused. And yeah. so, like, It was kind of unusual to watch to you anyway. guys, you two play it, because, like, it was like, we gotta go. 
Like, I've never yeah. seen you two so lockstep on, like, we just got to keep going. We got to keep yeah. going with this game. Well... It was fascinating. <laughs> like, normally I'm all, all for doing everything but the plot because I want to see, like, what the rest of the plot. game is like. But in this case, it was just like, no, like, we're not going to have enough time. And then we hit the door and we have, like, mm-hmm. three hours left. And I'm like, well, shit, now what do we do? Yeah. Like, I'd much, <laughs> I'd much rather mm-hmm. just be like, you hit the door? All right. Well, I still got, like, a couple of my... Mining areas, a couple of caves, you know, mm-hmm. throw in some barriers I've, and invisible uh, walls. Like, screw it, I don't care. I noticed I just, that, like, watching your stream, though, some people didn't get that that's what you were doing. So, yeah. like, you were catching it, like, a tiny, it's a tiny amount of shit. But I yeah. just wanted to know if, like, you're getting, <laughs> you're getting more than I was aware of. of people, <laughs> yeah. and I, people honestly, were like, why, why is he not talking to anybody? Why is he running past everybody? It's like, because he's got 10 hours, man. <laughs> yeah. Dude, uh, he's locked out. <laughs> Yeah, there's so just got to the nexus, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'm not going to say anything beyond just like you spend a lot of time talking to people and like mm. towards the tail end of it, then you go into the classic Mass Effect like planet scanning. Mm-hmm. And so like by the end of it I'm just like I just want to go shoot things because yeah. I spent the last the like 2 scanning. hours talking and scanning. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like there's nothing wrong with this. It's very classic BioWare. But I know I have a limited amount of time, and boy, would I like to see some of that actual gameplay. Because, like, mm-hmm. the tutorial mission is nice, but you don't really level up. You can't switch mm-hmm. guns. You don't... You, all you have is a pistol and, like, a submachine gun and a rifle. There's no shotguns. There's no sniper rifles. There's no uh, nomad. There's no nothing. So it's just like, all right, I want to... Mm-hmm. Do you know what I found terrible? What did you find the fact terrible? The fact that I kept comparing it to Knights of the Old Republic... Oh. Yeah, I liked Knights of the Older yeah, more. Yeah, honestly, mm-hmm. I think the biggest problem with Andromeda, beyond like the things we've kind of pointed out, is really just the fact that it has predecessors that were so loved. And yeah. Well, yeah. I was it's, concerned it's about the characters I'm... in Knights of the Older Public, and you got to meet them under you know intriguing circumstances. Yeah, kind of rushed this one. In this, uh, you're like, trapped tackles with the you circumstance like, where everyone has to come with you on a ship. Oh, hey, let's go! And the the Vetra, she just is like, oh, you're coming on my ship? Okay, I'll join you. Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah, within the first five hours, up, we've like, met I'm not every gonna crew member. Which, I'm fairly certain that's not how Mass Effect 1 works. Like, yes, you got... it is how it works. It is? Okay. Yes. That it was, felt more paced. That was the one, one where yes, that happens. In two, Actually, one and three. A, yeah, in two, you met some people, like, way late into the game. Well, that that the thing about two, which makes it so weird, is mm-hmm. that... The entire game's campaign is structured around meeting and meeting party members and then gaining their loyalty. So you yes. have one mission where you gain each party member, then a second mission where you make each party member loyal by helping yes. uh, closing off loose ends for the suicide mission for each one individually. And there are twelve mm-hmm. of them, which means mm-hmm. story wise that basically the game starts. You recruit four people and maybe do loyalty missions for all four of them, and also maybe the two DLC characters. So that's twelve missions of total of recruiting and making people happy. And then mm-hmm. you do uh, Horizon, which is like the midpoint of the game already, mm-hmm. as far as story goes. Then a few missions. There's like Reaper, IFF, and a couple other things. Then you go on the suicide mission. But and then second, and then of course in the second half of the game, the other four crew members are also there. So. The game mm-hmm. has like 24 story missions de- dedicated to your party members and like five story missions that are just story missions. 
Huh. So like it, it the game is built around assembling yeah. a team like for a heist, basically. I'm amazed that you remember the structure of that game just totally off the top of your head. But yeah, well, I just played it. Like a month ago. what it was. <laughs> I just yeah. played oh, it. Yeah. Just play it? Yeah, oh, okay. I just played the entire trilogy on my channel, rushing for this game, which yeah, I hope sucks. was worth it. <laughs> uh, but meanwhile, in Mass Effect One, uh, you get Caden and Ashley on the first planet. That's the prologue yeah. mission. That's an hour long. Then you go to the Citadel and get the three other characters of your total of six mm-hmm. characters. And then you can do four missions in any order, one of which is the Liara mission, which most people do first, especially Mm -hmm. if they know that it's the one where you get Liara. So then, yeah, immediately within a couple hours, you have every character. I guess I just I just remember the introductions of Garrus and well, Tali had pertinent information. Yeah, she for had the pertinent console. information, but like, wasn't she being like hunted down by somebody oh, yeah. as well? There was oh, a gang yeah. after it's her. It's super yeah. interesting. It's just fast. It's definitely not. Okay. It definitely doesn't take out over the take happen over the course of the game or anything. But it is good. It's okay. interesting. But yeah, like, what, what happens... for everybody else, the only person that's actually had like a kind of uh, drawn out introduction is Drac. Who is just like, oh, so you're the Pathfinder. Fuck you. And then he just walks off and you're like, okay. <laughs> That's well, every, well, there's always one like that, though. Yeah. Well, we'll see him later, probably. But like everybody else but... pretty much just gung ho yeah. joins you right off the bat. Like, I Shepard, think P- would you like I, to I fuck think, off? I, I think PB <laughs> doesn't like immediately join you, but well, that's because I haven't bothered to go back and recruit Shrek face. So. <laughs> She's got are you Shrek talking about your own face. character? Or are you talking about? <laughs> no, no. She's got like that weird Shrek like nose lines around the mouth thing, and it, people, I just, every time I see her, it's just like, yep. People have been comparing that's, that just, one. That's just image. what, like vaguely Hungarian or something. Man, wow. What if we have what? Hungarian fans that are just like? No, I'm unsubscribe. just saying it's just that it's not like noteworthy. It's just like We've there's been just hungry. there's just some I, people with like slightly thicker faces, and they get like a nose V. It's really normal. No, in this case, it's just me. like her her general face and like expressions look kind of Shrek, yeah. oh. like kind of like Shrek's. And since it's the closest analog, it's just like, well, I can't forget that now. Yeah, oh. although uh. the the, Im- the image of Shrek face is super mm-hmm. fake because they literally edit the face to look like Shrek. Yeah, and it's not well, just color; people, they restructure her face to make her look like people Shrek. People put them side by side though, without any alteration. Nope. Mm-hmm. The side by side one is the green the green the recolored green one is literally like reshaped to be Shrek sh- shaped. Well, I haven't seen that one. You have. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. We were looking at it earlier. No, I was looking at the one where there's Shrek on the right and then her like as is from the game left. I'm googling well. Shrek face and every result <laughs> is not Every result sucks, or pisses me off, or both. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to talk about Shrek face anymore. Okay. You know what? Why don't we switch topics? We've talked about Andromeda long weird. enough. Yeah, just for, for Andromeda, though, I just, gonna talk about it. I'm just going to say that... Actually yeah. drop. I'm, I'm just going to say... Midnight. I'm just going to say that I hope okay. that this game turns out to be like a case of like a getting a new doctor in Doctor Who. Where yeah. fifteen <laughs> yeah. fifteen different d- differences all bug me, but then by the time I'm halfway through, it, I'm like, no, this was actually pretty neat. I hope that mm-hmm. happens because frankly, I, mean, I, I want I, games to be good. Well, so yeah. the <laughs> characters can be rectified if they just build them up. Honestly, just going further, like seeing as we didn't really talk about the positives, as far mm-hmm. as I can tell, it's going to be that it's not going to be the magic of one through three, but it's definitely going to be like a solid. Probably seven out of ten, maybe eight yeah, out of ten, kind of depending where they go. It's not going to be like mm-hmm. 
groundbreak or like yeah. game changing you know actually yeah. and one thing that comes came to mind gameplay wise that was both interesting and bugged me at the same time like mm-hmm. one you get your character and you see the character screen i'm like that is the most complicated and extensive character building <laughs> screen in any mass effect mm-hmm. game but at the same time you as far as i can tell there's no button to open your power wheel like in every other game mm-hmm. ever so you can't like manually pause the game and click on the power you want to use and do, and have access to all the of them like you could the in the first game. Way that it's the tab. game worked. It's there. You no, just tab, don't have it yet. When I pressed tab, it was guns. Yeah, maybe they they're ch- both there. But even uh, at that point, as far as I've heard, like because I, I haven't been able to find it in the game's controls anywhere, and somebody else more or less confirmed that apparently you can't give squad commands as far as abilities go. Uh, no, I don't which, think you can. Which you literally but, do uh, non-stop in the other three games is you coordinate mm-hmm. your powers together and do combos with them. But now you just you just have two squad members that you build a spec for, kind of. Mm-hmm. And then they just exist near you during combat and that's it, which seems so weird. The way the, way the power uh, switching powers works is you get, you get the ability to hot swap between, like, kind of mm-hmm. classes and each will have, like, different skills that you've set up Mm -hmm. so you can't like be in one and have access to every power but you can like swap between like uh Mm -hmm. uh one type versus the other at least that's as far as i can tell i think it gets deeper because uh even in the tutorial mission uh rider dad is pretty much doing it for you kind of hinting that that's going to be what happens Mm -hmm. just have to unlock the ability to do so yeah one thing i hope is that there are more compelling so far you've just been introduced to of alien. Hey, it's... I think my internet just cut out really badly. No, that just said you guys are cutting out, but like literally uh, okay. muting. Uh, I don't know if Shell's so far away from the microphone just, that it's uh, sound gating her or something. Hello? I don't know. She's just um, what's that one guitarist bucketheading it right now? <laughs> <Buckethead>? <laughs> or Tom Morello? For like the two fans of Buckethead out there, I hope you appreciate that sweet ass reference. You just I heard still Jordan happening? for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Is it okay? Uh, it's done, it's yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. You didn't confirm for us, so it's just like, should I like you? No, no, all? we wanted to make a, uh, a continued <laughs> Buckethead joke, an extended edition Buckethead <laughs> joke. Please continue okay. with your original point, though, Shell. And you get five okay. goes on villains. <laughs> oh, I, I'm just hoping that they introduce compelling villains, because so far mm. we've just been introduced to a mook clan of aliens that are native to this galaxy, at least as far as we know. Mm-hmm. And uh, whereas in the past games... It's the Reapers too, The Creepers. Uh, well, they also seem to have the whole thing of, oh, there's even more ancient tech that they're trying to acquire, but clearly they aren't the ones that created it, so... I'm I just trying like... to picture, like, the pre-precursors now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, I just, mm-hmm. I hope it's not like, oh, these guys are after the alien tech again, it somehow has control over planets blah 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 what are we gonna do mm. yeah just uh there needs to be a face and a personality to like make i don't know i saw the face compelling. and it was adorable <laughs> what no, no 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 like in the original game you had Saren, and i mean and matriarch benezia mm-hmm. so they were actually villains that you, you could like listen to their mm. motivation uh and Sure, they had a bunch of minions that were either those undead huskors or the Geth and stuff, but they there was still was some kind of like presence behind. It. So far, mm-hmm. it's just been force that we can't really 
first with? Well, we're barely into the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is Shell like leaning back or turning away from the, the <laughs> microphone is, or anything? Yeah. She is getting away from this. Because she, she's Sorry. literally, we like lose her periodically sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So, so Shell, you can't be too far away from these mics. <laughs> okay. These are not sensitive okay. microphones comparatively. Okay. I'll get closer. I'm sorry. <laughs> I trained her with these the microphones Yeti. are like, like you gotta see, therefore you suck. Insensitive microphones. <laughs> okay, People who watch so, the video are like, what are they talking about? Refresh, she literally cuts out instantaneously. Right. Sometimes I'm like, mm -hmm. what? Wait, what? Where are we going? Mm -hmm. Sorry. <laughs> All right, okay. so you wanted to change topics there. Yeah, well, um, I was going to say Wanda questions, Bots. unless we had something else. We have many questions. Okay, many questions. questions. Many questions. All right. Yes, yeah. I have like... We have some questions from like last nine. week that we didn't get to. Yeah. That are... I heard some of them were good. Yeah, Ladybird asks, what's the worst oh. piece of advice someone's given you about your craft, gaming, art, or whatever? Oh. <laughs> I mean, That's there a was good some, one. I mean, there was somebody a while back, like a YouTuber that was actually like kind of an expert. And he's like, yeah, you should probably just go over and do like three minute videos. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. that would be channel suicide. I see suicide. you gained a following for this thing that you're doing. You should do something completely different. Yeah. <laughs> And They'll then love I, it. like, <laughs> I looked at their views at the time and I was getting more than them. And I'm just like, I'm definitely not <laughs> listening to you. I still do I, that. Like, ugh. yeah, I've, I've done a lot of different th disciplines over my life. Um, uh, so I've received bad advice in all of them, but here's one related to singing. So I had a, uh, old teacher that, uh, w uh wasn't with them for very long for a very good reason, uh, who basically taught uh, his their students to, like, swallow their own tongues when they sang. Uh. So basically the idea was, like, you have to create space in your throat by um, literally, like, trying to jam your tongue down your own throat as Wait, hard teachers, and deep as possible. Huh? Our teachers always had us, like, actually, like... Make sure that we created space in our mouth by like putting our tongue not not forward, but you're supposed like to put you... it at the tip of your bottom teeth. But right, this... right. You create the hollowness. And, yeah, this yeah. teacher, what he taught was you you create the hollowness by like depressing down on your larynx with your tongue. Does that makes people sound nasally. Hard as possible. No, it makes people sound like I can do it right now. Oh, I want to sound like this, basically. <laughs> and if you watch my webcam. Oh my I god, where can I long. buy your single? <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching my webcam, though, you could actually see, like, as I do that, you like, can see just dreams the die. actual effect of it. <laughs> so that was the worst advice I had. Um, and uh, that's a really, really, really good way to um, give yourself what's called laryngeal warp. And um, that's where you have physically changed the shape of your larynx due to external like pressures and forces. It's not a sweet oh. dance. Which is uh, permanent. Um, I was hoping it was a sweet dance. Nah, dude. So that's to, the worst advice I've ever received warp. about. Uh, yeah. Anyway, right. um, <laughs> so that's the worst advice I've ever received about singing specifically. I've received terrible advice about literally everything I've ever done, but. Uh, that's that's one I can answer for you right there. I had, I'm just I know I've had somebody say that you should only play two games at once and you should do one video per day. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, so I should play two different games and alternate them once per day total so that I can finish uh, Mass Effect or Inquisition over the course of like 
uh, mm-hmm. a year <laughs> <laughs> with one yeah, other how game. Your, how long was your Inquisition playthrough? Uh, let's uh, find out. I'll look up Witcher <laughs> while I read it too, because that's mm-hmm. even longer. Or it wasn't longer like, at first, but then they made mechanic. two two freaking expansions. If I did that with Scrap Mechanic, it would have taken me two years to get here. <laughs> Dragon Age Inquisition was 174 episodes. And yeah, so that would have taken you exactly one And Witcher year. 3 was 197 episodes. A little over a year. To be yeah, fair, you would have. Yeah. The, to be fair, the main playthrough of Witcher 3 was 120 episodes. But then I got uh, the first expansion, I got 21 episodes out of, and then the second expansion, I got 56 episodes out of, and I'm technically not done with what I want to do. Cyberpunk, funny, whatever, is going to murder you. The the second expansion of Witcher 3 is bigger than almost almost RPGs I've played, let alone games. (laughs) Holy shit. They, uh, CD Projekt Red, like what they do. Yeah, (laughs) they do a good job. Yeah. I think that's the other thing with Andromeda. CD Projekt Red exists. Yeah, to show us yeah. all the gaps and issues that yeah. come up from that. Because no, Witcher worst piece 3 is going received. to be the best RPG ever for so long. If, yeah. you, if you're talking about, like, cutscenes and dialogue mm-hmm. systems and side quest depth. Maybe not mm-hmm. combat systems. But still, no, I, I hated the combat. That's why yeah. I stopped playing. The combat's the the one part where it's like, oh, this isn't the, this mm. isn't the amazing part. But like watching Geralt and and like Yennefer interact for ten minutes, or like I walked into a random town that wasn't even on the map, and I got mm. arrested immediately, being mistaken for someone else, and got stuck in an entire segment. Uh, in jail from without even accepting a quest technically where I had to do this where that was like this whole quest chain situation as a result of just uh-huh. walking into town and it wasn't part of the quest and it was far away from any story elements and I just wandered mm-hmm. through and encountered that like that's that's some cool side content and Inquisition was like I'm a guy who needs some rocks would you get me some rocks <laughs> then you get him the rocks so I'm like I got him the rocks you got five power. Thanks. I got power. I have three times how much I need to beat the game, but thanks for the power. <laughs> Yay. All right, Shell, you got a good answer for the question? Uh, So mine's an interesting one. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like things in the bounds of art. And unfortunately with art, because everything, because technique and everything varies from artist to artist to artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't really say, hey, don't do this. Do this mm-hmm. instead. Like, there are some conventional techniques for things uh, and, like, color theory and whatnot that people follow. But you have people breaking the rules all the time and making something of it that becomes them. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit difficult. I remember I had a ton of teachers saying, you know, don't blend your graphite. It'll make everything smudgy. And I'm like, but I actually use that as part of my technique. And I erase away to make my highlights and it looks awesome. You know, that kind of thing. But I think, uh, I don't know if it was because our program had a lot of instructors that were so staunchly traditional media that Mm -hmm. they didn't perceive digital media as art, even though we were still creating uh, 2D imagery uh, and painting it. If you want to get into an argument with somebody, all you have to do is just say, like, check out this cool digital painting I found. (laughs) (laughs) Guaranteed, you're going to get... You're going to get somebody. So I remember uh, we were doing a class and I really enjoyed our classes with this teacher because he was one of the few teachers that actually allowed Mm -hmm. us to like use fantasy art. I mean, that Uh was his thing. 
unfortunately, though, he was just staunchly oils. Like, oils mm -hmm. were the only thing he could use to use, like to make professional artwork and whatever. Like, this guy is published in Spectrum pretty much every year. For, right, for right. Reference. So, I, like, I, he's got... He's got the cred, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So the majority of the class, you know, we had to pick up our oil paints, we had to pick up our large canvases and everything. And I had made, you know, a really nice pencil sketch of my ideas, and the class sort of voted on which one they wanted me to pursue. So I went about doing it. But I was, mm -hmm. like, oils are just so time-intensive, and you can't, it, it smears around, you have to let it dry between periods of use it's not like and acrylics. if you're me it makes you basically want to die the entire time you're using it because oh. you have such a headache <laughs> well right right that, it's also toxic stuff toxic god uh, i spent uh, an entire semester taking an oil painting class and i basically didn't realize that i was signing up to have a headache for an entire semester and when yep. we actually learned acrylics uh the studio for the acrylic class was moved to the basement Without uh, well, much for ventilation at all. I'm glad that I... It could have been a lot worse if you'd done oils in the basement. Right. So I, I, I've I, sealed away all my oil paints, and I don't know if I'll ever Same pick here. them up again. You have, you have titanium, you have cadmium, you have cobalt, you have all that stuff, and like linseed mm -hmm. oil. And, uh, but in any case, very messy substance. I, I was trying my best to get little details in but it was funny because at the end of class like at the end of our coursework for the year we didn't get a piece out mm -hmm. everyone had half pieces because they were working in oils and then there was this one kid who happened to be a graphic designer and i don't know what he had said but he's like oh you know i shouldn't work in traditional media or right if i do digital and our teacher had given him a pass to digital so he comes uh -huh. in his piece is beautiful, nicely detailed, whatever. And I had actually on the side um, made my piece digital. And at the time, I was only using a bamboo, so it was eh. I can do mm -hmm. a lot better now. But mm -hmm. it was so much crisper, cleaner, actually detailed and defined. Uh, you could actually tell what was going on. <laughs> Whereas the oils, I would just been struggling with it. And it was funny because um, I was painting this sometimes while I was waiting for my paint to dry. And I remember mm -hmm. my teacher coming over and he's like, what's that? And I go, oh, you know, I'm planning for this to be what I want, you know, this particular part of my piece to be when I get uh -huh. around to painting it because it's still drying. And so he, he had Just scoffed at it. Or something? it. Well, and the funny thing was at the very end of our, like our senior year art show thing, we had to submit three pieces that we wanted to be put in a gallery and mm -hmm. all of mine were digital. That was one of them. The digital piece that I had done of that oil painting, I submitted, and it was accepted. Mm -hmm. So, and and the 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 painted piece, the original like oil one, first off, never went back to it because no way was I painting oils in my house again. Mm -hmm. Secondly, so massive and the character so small on it that my parents were like, "What are you going to do with it?" I'm like, "I'm I'm." it out and i did and it was upsetting yeah, because i i was able to make such like detailed stuff using like graphite or charcoal and then when it came time to like work with oil i was like huh i have absolutely no ability to make this look good at all <laughs> i don't know what it, like what the difference was but like 
I, I guess that there's so much like technique with how you use brushes that without that, it's it's really hard to get something done with it. Right, and I, I all my life I learned I essentially self-taught with pencils. Mm -hmm. So um, I just found that working with materials that I, I I suppose I just don't like paint. <laughs> I I can do acrylic paint. Because mm -hmm. it dries swiftly enough that you don't have to worry about the the drying times, and mm -hmm. unfortunately, it lacks the vibrancy and the blending options that you have with oil. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you don't have to worry about trying to make a stark edge, right? Yeah, because the oil mixes right in. Yeah. Like oil would be good for slowly rendering things up dark to light, mm -hmm. but me, I. I tend to work in a way where I work in my lights and my shadows, and then I define things with edges. I, I don't want to say that I have like a blocky design when it comes to certain line work, but mm -hmm. I prefer zones of color that blend into each other rather than working in blotches mm -hmm. of color. It, it's there, as I said, there are different techniques for different people, different mediums for different people. But I found that a lot of the kids in our program wanting to be concept artists were interested in working in the digital medium because that was what was a standard. And we were just told flat out not to. Wasted mm -hmm. so much money and time on other mediums. And mm -hmm. I understand that it's good to have a basis in those, especially in drawing because sketches, drawings, you can always use those by scanning them in over them but um i would have just rather have been had the freedom mm -hmm. and progress with what it's like becoming a master a master of all trade well okay what is it what, what's jack the phrase? of all, jack trades, of all master trades master of none. of none i felt like we were spreading ourselves so thin mm -hmm. and uh it would have been better to progress with something that we know that we would enjoy and our future careers rather than experimenting with a ton of things like uh we had paper crafting that that was interesting oh yeah i remember about... in our art program there was like the basically like art 100 which is literally arts and crafts class but we like... had to create layered dimensional like illustrations with mm -hmm. cut out paper Eesh. fortunately our teacher did allow us to do sculptures so i was able to make a couple like busts in character statuettes for my mm -hmm. aliens and stuff. So that was good. But um, that that wasn't the type of illustration that I was interested in doing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I don't know. I, so I don't want to say it's like bad advice, but it's more well, of... It was, it was bad advice. Education. It was bad enough advice that you're bringing it up as like the worst advice you've ever gotten. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least when it comes to, to art. Mm -hmm. Also, uh... Some people had techniques where they threw photographs together. Photo and bashing? Aww. Yeah, so he would uh, he would take a lot of, like, reference photos and, like, paint over match them. the lighting, and sort of. And I can understand of. using reference. <sighs> if you don't, if you don't and know then he'd the paint over precise them. intricacies yeah, of a lily yep, pad. That's called, but, like, it was super obvious whenever you saw any of his pieces. Like, mm -hmm. you are so constrained with, like, your inability to paint anything else that that is yeah. the extent of what you can do. Yeah. It's it's immediately obvious to tell when someone's photo bashing, honestly. Yep. But, 
we have right, another question? So that question. Starter? Well, what about your bad? Keith. <laughs> I, uh, I went Wander first. I was did. fast. Oh. Yeah. I started slowly picking up every Witcher book that I have next to me and, and holding them in front of the camera. Okay. I was like, I have no it. excuse to ever show these, so here's an excuse. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, next question there. Um, Did you know there were seven? Alfonso Coop. There's so many. Uh, Nick <laughs> Pearson asks, so what character did you hate at the start of a game but ended up liking in a very long RPG and why? I delight. I Can I answer which character I grammar. hated that I was supposed to learn to like but then still hated was Pritchard <laughs> from Mass Effect. No, was who? Mass Effect, Deus Ex. Pritchard. Oh. Pritchard. Yeah. It was like, oh, they're supposed to become friends. It's like, no, he's still a dick. I hate him still. <laughs> don't make me friends with him. I don't want to be friends with him. Wait, wait, what was the question again? This is a situation uh, that's going to require some stealth, that you Jensen. hated in the beginning but grew to love. Oh. Morgan? About this. Because Morgan's yeah, just a bitch. <laughs> At the beginning of the game, especially. Uh-huh. I mean, mm. my go-to examples for characters you spent a long time with that you likely have an abrasive inter interaction with early on, but you're actually supposed to figure out how they work eventually, are like Morgan from Mass Effect 1, uh, Dragon Age Origins, mm. and uh, Sarah from Dragon Age uh, Inquisition. Like, you and learn about the characters over time, and you learn life. them better. But a lot of characters, if you like, if you don't like them at the beginning, there's not a lot of reason that your your opinion is going to change. Well, the mm. other problem with Bioware games is you don't like the character, you don't bring them along, you yeah. don't learn to love them anyway, because yeah, like true. they're yeah, just true. shoved in the ship closet forever. And if you're not a completionist, yeah. you might not even talk to them at town. <laughs> yeah, that was one that of the things I, th I found fascinating is that some games take that uh, that behavior so for granted. Because I played mm -hmm. uh, Bound by Flame. And there was one character where I was like, ew, go away. So I just didn't talk to her for the entire game and never mm -hmm. did her side quest and never took her anywhere and just like, pretended she didn't exist. And mm -hmm. at the end of the game, she's like, how could you betray me after all we've done together? And I'm like, I've never <laughs> talked to you before. <laughs> Who are you? Because the game doesn't account for like the idea that you wouldn't that like constantly so talk to everybody. Jeez, funky. dude, that's like a pro CD video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. God, that's a... I I don't know. I can't come up with a real answer for that. Well, it's not. It's not easy to find examples. And okay. Other uh, I okay. Here's a weird one. So Ashley, uh, in Mass, Mass Effect, Effect One. Yeah. Mm. So I I've played Mass Effect One, Two, and Three, but I never could carry over my save files because they were on completely different computers, mm. and I was right. in wildly different geographical locations every single time. Yeah. Oh. Mm. So I played Mass Effect One and killed off Ashley mm. because. I didn't like her. And I guess I just kept Caden because I didn't have any the choice was boring or person he didn't like. So the, yeah, exactly. A, for yeah. a lot of so, people, the choice is do I kill off the character who seems kind of racist or do I kill off the character because the other one's sexy? Yeah. Basically, so I, yeah. I, I, I killed her off. But when we played Mass Effect three a couple of years ago, I, we had mm -hmm. downloaded a save file and Ashley was still alive. And yeah. so, actually, no, in Mass Effect 2, you run into Ashley again because I downloaded another save file, and <laughs> of course, Ashley's alive. And I'm like, no, you're back from the dead, yeah. and you hate me, <laughs> and I hate you even mm -hmm. more because, like, you've not gotten better as a character because she's barely in Mass Effect 2. She's not part of your crew. You just see her once where she's just like, how could you be with Cerberus? And we're like, but they're doing, like, the good thing, I guess. Yeah, literally um, the only interaction with your with with Caden or Ashley from Mass Effect One is just them being bothered by yeah. your new friends and then leaving. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. And so then I finally play Mass Effect Three, and she's alive, mm -hmm. and she's got this like really sympathetic quest line that 
honestly, I don't remember. I just remember <laughs> her being like actually kind of a halfway decent person. I think part of it is she was like going to be your successor as like the next human specter or something like that. And like some other things. So I was like, all right. Well, if I ever play Mass Effect 1 again, Caden's going to die, I guess. <laughs> Does that count? It kind of, hey, yeah. Did Ashley's actually get not... prettier as the series went along? Yes, she did. Hell? Much, much prettier. It was just, what, it got, wait, what? It was actually kind of, yeah. it was actually Hold weird. On. This is actually kind of pissing me off that I'm looking at it. No, I, yeah, don't, like, I actually don't like the redesigns of Ashley Williams because I was like, what no, what? This? I'm like, what happened to your hair? You okay. shouldn't look like that. So this is Ashley in the first game. And then, like, this is what she ends up looking. What the f- what the so hell? A- Ashley what is Williams, this? In- Ashley Williams in the first game has she might have pink lipstick, or it might just be her lip color, and she has some eyeshadow. But her hair is tied back in a bun, and that's all there is to it. By the third uh-huh. game, she has like flowing locks and pink cheeks and like bluish black eyes. That's, and I'm like, that's what happens. It's, to it's the super damn weird. Sitcom characters they get prettier. <laughs> and she's got like a years, deep V but... on her new uniform instead of being in like a straight up marine cut clothes or t-shirts like she was in the first game. And I'm like, that's weird. Because like really the whole weird. Pre- like the whole premise of when I made my shepherd is like, no, they're they're N seven. They're top level military like her hair is going to be tied back and she's not going to wear any makeup and she's going to be look a little stern looking and she's going to go kick yeah, some ass for three games and that's what uh, she looked like in the first game yeah she looked my character looked vaguely similar to ashley except being clearly a different human being but then yeah ashley gets weirder looking over this trilogy lips. goes on where they try to make her like sex up but it's weird too because her hair glitches out which is the whole reason why they don't <laughs> give anyone long hair in bioware games because it does weird things yeah I couldn't tell if that was too, like an EA thing weird. or what. Ashley's, Ashley does weird things over the trilogy. But some people learn to like her better because they they learn... Uh, you, when you first meet Ashley, you don't have a lot of context for the universe you're in. And mm-hmm. if, you're not paying, if you're not paying super close attention, when she says vaguely racist things, it's like, what? Is like the default reaction? Yeah, they, she, never, she seems... they never really preface the contact war particularly well. Yeah, she, she, she doesn't... Her racism... Yeah, she comes across as like a weird space bigot. Yeah, but then you realize that like... The, then, then you hear uh, Anderson saying he fought in the first contact war. I'm like, they liter- mm-hmm. Anderson literally fought in the war where humans met aliens. That's how new this is. So somebody being so in the lifetime of meeting aliens, it's super normal for a bunch of humans to think that in a time of crisis, the aliens might not be out to help the humans and might go defend themselves. Like Ashley's metaphor is like if you're, it's like what is it like if you're a, like if you get attacked by a bear, you you uh you you sacrifice your dog because like and it makes you sad, but that's the real that's the realism of that that's the uh the reality of the situation. And she thinks that the aliens are going to do that, which is exactly what happens in the third game where nobody will help Earth because they're all dealing with their own planets and their own crises and don't care about anyone else. So she's not only, so the, the game even proves her right. And she has super reasonable reasons to be not even racist, but like vaguely suspicious that the aliens won't be always on their side, which is also the entirety of human history is every single nation that isn't ours, maybe not always being on our side, <laughs> literally within our lifetimes. <laughs> So it's, right. it's so. What was the question again? Oh yeah, characters yeah, that you grew to like, yeah. that you started by hating. Yeah, actually, uh, I see it's a very good uh, answer to that question. Then that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, but this doesn't. It's not. It's video games, right? I can choose a television show or movie, right. Yeah, sure. Why not? Good. Okay. Executive I'm trying decision. To think, I'm trying to think over things, and 
Here, do we want to come back to what you think? Because no, to, no, no, to give no, no. the example, the, the actual okay. question literally okay. says not only video games, but long RPG, but I don't think I that's really important. I just know the last, mm. last answer was super long. So, go. Sorry. But it was worth go, go, discussing. Go. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, I was going to say uh, Bastila from KOTOR, but now I'm thinking about someone that I really disliked. Like, Bastila was annoying, but I knew that she had a soft spot, but someone that I really disliked that I grew to like. Uh, lately, I've been watching Downton Abbey. I didn't know I'd be... Mm-hmm. Uh, so engrossed in a series of that nature. Oh, you should talk uh, to my mom and my aunt and my grandma. <laughs> my mom. <laughs> I don't know, just what does that just mean? like the the <laughs> internal like strife and politics and stuff of that era of England. It's a it's, it's a body it's, tale where they're defying anyway. It it's interesting, and they they have been dealing a lot with class. That's been mm-hmm. something that's been brought up a lot lately. I think I'm on the fourth season or something, where mm-hmm. there's like the the lines between like the families that are well-to-do and their servants and stuff are starting to mingle, like class distinctions are starting to go to the wayside. It's interesting. Uh, uh, so for those of you that aren't familiar with it, it's about this. No, Shell, just give us. Just... Okay. There are three daughters and the middle daughter is named Edith and there is nothing redeeming about her. The eldest daughter is like refined and educated and like the most down to earth. The youngest is a dreamer and is involved with like all the the new advancements with rights and like workers' rights and other things like that. But the middle the middle child, she just she's Edith is always snubbing the successes of her sisters and envies them constantly. Uh, whether it be like who they're pursuing to marry or what you know, what activities they're partaking in, it seems like they're always excelling and she never can. And uh, and it, uh, because of this, she actually does some pretty cruel things despite them or try to foil them. And uh, partway through the series, she starts getting involved with writing and literature. And her parents obviously put her down because they never expect anything of her. And she meets an editor and they fall in love and stuff. And she actually starts like breaking out of her shell and doing things that she wouldn't but at the same time they're also somewhat foolish and she gets pregnant out of wedlock and her husband to be ends up dying no. right <laughs> so she her aunt actually is in on this and takes her out of the country so she can have this baby and she gives the baby to um some people that are working the land uh, like you know how they sort of like lease their land out to farmers and stuff so she can still visit this child but uh, throughout this whole ordeal she's become a, a more compassionate character and she's also starting to understand you know the life of these people and uh, just yeah it, it's interesting so I've slowly an grown to like her more yeah I have an answer Cruella de Vil what? <laughs> yeah, I totally didn't like her. But then I realized by the end of the movie that, you know, maybe dogs should be turned into clothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Satan. <laughs> Thanks, Satan. Uh, Thanks for coming by. Says, we, always, uh, we always appreciate it. That my animated Cruella de Vil or Glenn Close Cruella de Vil? Hell, all of them. <laughs> really? Every incarnation of in the first movie, I was like, I don't like Cruella Deville. By the end of it, I was totally on board with her dog agenda. 
the secret the secret is to, the secret is to pull a B movie where you take every version of Cruella Deville in their movies and you play them simultaneously and stretch them to all be the same length. Yeah, and then and then the direct to DVD sequel, like 103 Dalmatians or whatever. I was like, that's what I was like. I went into that movie and I was Listen, like, that series taught I want people to an important Cruella lesson. Deville win. It taught them math. What was the lesson? <laughs> It was, was teaching lesson? children math one year at a time. <laughs> you suck. One cash in at a time. Um, Beard, uh, Bird, did you watch? Uh, did you watch? Oh, what was it? Home Alone, rooting for the the two robbers. <laughs> I mean, it's fun too. It is fun too. I, I almost mean, felt technically, bad for them. technically, you spend a lot of Willy Wonka watching, like rooting for the bad guy. That's true. It's true. <laughs> But if we're talking about this in the question in the context of shows, like a really weird case is actually Breaking Bad is a show where oh, yeah, over the course of it, the almost every single character when they're when either at the beginning of the show or when they're introduced versus when they the when the show ends or when the character dies, there's mm-hmm. an almost every character has an inversion of whether or not you like them or not over the course of that. Where every single character that's irritating or annoying or seems like a problem or you don't like for one reason or another becomes Congrats. really sympathetic and maybe even mm-hmm. like the primary thing you're rooting for by the end of the game, at the end of the, the show. Or the opposite happens where like a character that you, your favorite characters or characters you find amusing at the very least or something like that will be like, they will just seem despicable by the end of the show or mm-hmm. or like a complete twist will happen around that. And like that seemed to almost be like one of the primary dramatic forces of the show was to invert every single character during its runtime. Yeah, but then there's all the people that miss the point. Yeah. They're like, yeah, Scully's a bitch. Yeah, and, those uh, people worry me. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I get worried uh, by people who watch the whole show and they're like still rooting for Walter and yeah, not for like, and oh, against Skylar. Yeah, they're still like, oh, it sucks that he lost. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, I really oh, like the wow. part where they, t- they ran away with the baby and she was crying in the driveway because <laughs> her baby's gone now. That yeah, yeah, fuck Skyler. What? <laughs> really worry about people sometimes. I really worry. <laughs> next question. Right. Yeah, next question. <laughs> oh. What? Is it a good one? It doesn't sound like a good one. I'll just read this and if somebody has a really interesting answer, we'll those they can answer it, otherwise we'll move on. Is this another like speculative uh, no. thing? No, that's what it's, I was okay. it's not that person, but it's still one that's like not. It doesn't apply to us, but like just general. Like, have you heard of something before? Okay. Uh, Benjamin yeah. Meyer asks, "I've heard of weird jobs and doctors, but what do you, would you say is the weirdest job and weirdest doctorate you've heard of?" So, if anyone weirdest has a really doctorate? interesting example, they can say it. Otherwise, I'm gonna move on. Um. Have you guys heard of really interestingly I, weird jobs or doctorates before? I know a guy that got a PhD in Frisbee. PhD. Oh. Yeah. That doesn't Apparently sound real. Wander has an answer. That sounds literally <laughs> it, not real. So it's uh yeah. it's one of those colleges that's like super free form, so they don't have like classes. So in other words, of? it's unaccredited. <laughs> it's like super like high mm-hmm. uh I don't yeah, want to say I like that high, part highbrow but it's it's like so high class of university that anybody that goes there pretty much ends up with a useless degree and they're more like just thought they're they're taught mm-hmm. like it sounds not thinking. accredited yeah i don't i don't it know how like to a, describe it like an expensive club 
<laughs> yeah, it was very expensive, but he went there for Frisbee, and now he designs, like, more or less uh, really high-tech wheelchairs. So, I mean, he succeeded, but... All right. Yeah. So, like many people, he's not using his major. <laughs> <laughs> no, he still uses oh. his major. There's a lot of photos of him um, uh, playing frisbees? frisbees. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Uh, Galeron Gaming asks, Old Tech, anything you wish could come back in today's time? Old Tech? Old Tech. No. Like would... computers or like... Clocks, yeah, like what? Yeah, why would clocks? Yeah, why? why would old tech ever be better? Really? I mean, I I do kind of miss the yeah, days I guess when clocks are kind of cool. I, well, the, yeah, with ones with the spinning discs that show day and night. Mechanical and... clocks aren't gone though. Yeah, you could buy them. You just yeah. don't. No, but like the fancy ornate yes, ones. Yes, you can yeah. buy those, but you those don't. are called specialty shops. People make their living making novelty clocks. Yeah. Okay, fine, fine. What other kind we live of, like, in the day where tech? vinyl's rising in popularity. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm glad. That... Uh, actually, books are beating out like e-readers now too. Yeah, because yep. does book feel is yeah. a thing like, that e-readers like have to figure out how to compete books. with. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, I'm trying to think of sundials. Yeah, I guess there aren't very many of those. I'm trying to think of because really they're a mundane... huge hassle. <laughs> Old tech. They only work twelve hours out of the day. Yeah, if you're lucky. Or so, when it's not cloudy. <laughs> um, one leeches. Wait, so- Can we bring back leeches? I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure about that one. Yeah, this question baffles me. Can we move on? Yeah. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if I should skip several questions. <laughs> Well, you can at least ask them. Let's see. What was the first ever video game you remember playing? Did we answer that already? I think we did, right? I think we Wait, did. Wait, the first video yeah. game remember playing? Yeah, I'm pretty did. sure we yeah. answered that one already. Uh, yeah, I remember that one. What are the origins of your handle slash usernames? Origins Wait. of handle slash usernames? That's a good one, I guess. I feel like if we ever said that, it was a long time ago or specifically not on the podcast. It was not on the podcast, no. From, it was uh, from the Hooded Teddy. Okay. I mean, I've had a couple, mm-hmm. but... Also, he didn't give us an answer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Just, that's not fair. I'm just imagining yeah. a teddy bear I'm just assuming that a it's a teddy bear that's uncircumcised. Oh, oh come on. <laughs> not that kind of hood. Also, I don't think it's called a hood on guys. Half of my interactions are just only to make girls. each shell squirm. Oh, well, it could be. Fine. Let's not get All into we this. in the hood... <laughs> Okay, uh, I'll start. So, uh, mine's super easy. If you've ever seen me play a game, there's where the wander's from. And bot is because robots are cool. Done. <laughs> and the S at the end was just because someone else had already taken Yeah, Wanderbot. some Russian dude had the channel for, like, his soccer animations, like... Two videos. A decade ago, yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, we had started it together, so we figured plural was okay as well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know um, what your current handle is, Shell. Like, I don't I, know which one. Yeah. Because I've, okay, I've so seen like four associated my, with you. My ancient, ancient one is Shelly uh, Moon. Keeper of Ages? Oh. But that, yeah, yeah. So Shelly Moon is for like my email, my a lot of my gaming accounts. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I'm Shelly Moon on Steam. That, that's not my actual username. I think you, you choose like a name that's separate from your username or something. Mm-hmm. In yeah. any case. 
Uh, that's just because my name is Michelle, and I mm-hmm. love the moon. So, Charlie Moon. The end. <laughs> uh, but as for Keeper of Ages, it was it was interesting. So in our business and marketing class, we had to figure out, hey, you know, what do you want to brand yourself as? Are you going to use your real name? Are you going mm. to use something else? And unfortunately, my last name is sort of bizarre. I, I have it everywhere. So should I say it? What? I mean, it's literally, like it's literally on your Twitter. It says on my Twitter and everywhere else because I am an artist. Okay. So Listen, she's I, just she's descended of Muppets. And I, I saw your dad in Christmas Carol. He was great. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh yes, he got some. Because I'm actually Charles know Dickens. her last name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is her last was an, name? He was it's an awesome. Blue Muppet. <laughs> oh right, all oh, right. It's Italian, oh. okay? It's Italian. I actually mm-hmm. had an employer once ask me if it was like at all Hispanic, and I was like, no, it, it's Italian. Huh. But I think it's because there's like a whole like Gonzaga region. Also, the peninsulas are close enough together. Encountering your, your name was a surprise for me because I thought it was just a made-up word that they used in the Muppets. No, no, no. It now actually, I'm wondering if Gonzo Kermit is a real in name. Italian, it has several meanings. It can mean fool or goose. Huh. So, uh, yeah, I'm just... I'm, I'm trying to think of like what my father's father's of the family back in northern Italy, what they were up to. If they're, I know that there are some of them were smugglers, hungry. That was interesting. <laughs> I don't believe they smuggled geese. Uh, I don't know what they smuggled, uh, but yeah, that's interesting. Ryan Goslings. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Could so worse. so I was thinking about it, and I'm going. I don't also on. Pretty much every social media account, someone else had already taken my name. Even mm-hmm. though technically I'm the only person with my name, according to the white pages and other things. I think either they're like Michelle Gonzalez's or people that just like Gonzo. Gonzo mm-hmm. me- means crazy now. Uh, with Gonzo journalism and Gonzo media and Gonzo everything else. So, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people had already taken my name everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I could always have done like the Michelle Gonzo art, Michelle Gonzo illustration, and I'm just like, eh, no. And I noticed that a lot of people had funky handles that they had on DeviantArt and other things. And I, I still come to grips with, like, I'm still struggle with this because I want something that includes my name. So something with Shell in it would be fine. I really should. Um, I even, I've even thought of bringing up Shelly Moon again, but like differently. The problem is. A lot of people have already taken that as well. And once again, they're dead accounts on YouTube and stuff, so I'm a little mad about that. But uh, so I had actually written a number of like short stories. You know what you such. have to do, right? Huh? You have to find those users and you have to kill them so that they're dead as their accounts are. And you have to take their ears as tribute to prove it to the YouTube gods <laughs> that you've fin- finished the task. And then you can have your account name. Yeah, uh, I I am upset that like old accounts can't be like the names can't be released and such because uh, that would be such a godsend for a lot of people. But unfortunately, a lot of sites like DeviantArt, even if someone changes their name five times, all their previous names that they had claimed uh, get put into the never again bin forever. Because they forward for them or something? Huh? Don't they forward? Don't the, don't those usernames get uh, like forward to the new one? Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. So, like, if old keywords went to it, then, yeah, it goes back. 
Uh, so, uh, in any case, yeah, I was trying to think of something, and I had actually titled one of these old stories, The Keeper of Ages, and it was about this very, very lonely golem who was the last of his kind, and he was tasked with taking care of an archive in a ruined city, inhabited by all these new peoples and races and such, and they just always come and defer to him for about the old times and whatever, and he was very lonely and uh, also was, like, massive. 11 feet tall, had like six glowing eyes, serpentine lower half of his body. Pretty cool. His name was Umber. Uh, but my whole like short story part of that was the Keeper of Ages. And I thought, oh, you know, that's, that's just, it's, I always love libraries and such. So, oh, it's neat. You know, the Keeper of Tales, the Keeper of Stories, the Keeper. It, uh, the Ages part actually, in part, derives from Mist. You guys know how I'm such a crazy Mist fan. <laughs> uh, and and in that the worlds once again the, you access them via books. Love answers. Sorry. And well, that's because names have meanings, and those worlds are called ages as opposed to worlds, and realms, and such. So you know, being a keeper of ages too. Well. Uh, also, I am working it as one of the titles of one of the main protagonists in a someday webcomic series I hope to start. I've already made a lot of art of this alien being Saxion or Zeon, depending on his like original Vesh name. But uh, he comes from a long line of keepers. So Okay, I have to uh, bring us back to a previous question as to bad advice. Somebody in my YouTube <sighs> chat is being like... You get more viewers if you play FPS games. Just <laughs> <laughs> just taking you to a completely different Overwatch. place. <laughs> yeah. Why, so, why'd you play Overwatch? Oh yeah, that's my. So now I am Keeper of Ages, the art of Michelle Gonzo, or art by Michelle Gonzo, whichever. So, yeah. So the origin of my name. Uh, uh, I went with blue because it's my favorite color and I went with commando because <laughs> that was a really cool word when I was like seven so that's why my very first online handle was blue commando we mean your current one man I was really confused what song is that from I don't know no it's not from that I literally when I was like seven or eight and I was like I like the internet I want to go to cartoonnetwork.com and it's <laughs> Like download my Scooby Doo's. Oh, I make an account. Okay, I'm gonna be Blue Commando. So real young. Voice. Yeah, I've got a similarly oh, I mean, bad no reason for my young name my happening. Name is so I figured I'd go with that one because it was interesting. Weird. I've actually got a worse one for why my my youngest name happened. Uh -huh. uh, so I had to make my first ever account ever for uh, Age of Empires well, to the Age of Kings oh. to play it online. Uh -huh. And I'd never played anything online or registered for anything online. So I didn't even fully understand the difference between a username and a password. Mm. So my username oh, was E5G3 uh -huh. on Age of Empires Your username 2. was it what? It was what my... It, I mixed up username and password as a little kid. So no. my what was supposed to be a password of letters and numbers was my username. So mm. my username was E5G3, which I somehow still remember for some reason. So that was weird. 
but I only played it for once because I only played the game once because I was literally like making my starting base still and people mm-hmm. from the Imperial Age came in with a horde of cavalries and, sto- and steamrolled me. I'm like, um, oh. yeah, I don't like what get it. Is it. Every RTS ever. It's like, I, I made my second farm. Oh God, the <laughs> spaceships are here. Their me. castles can fly somehow. <laughs> uh-huh. How'd they I do it? I remember trying to play Age of Empires 2 with Spider. The, like, oh. HD re-release. Yeah, he why, did that. Why did he do that? You, you need I, to learn to stop playing games with me. Spider. Literally every single time Spider invites anybody to play anything competitive, it's because he's super good at it and just wants to crush you without effort. Mm. Yeah, he had bought it for me, so I was like, all right. <laughs> I learned that. Uh, and then he crushed me, and I was like, well, thanks. I learned that part about playing with Spider basically instantly. And that yeah. was actually the last time we ever spoke. Oh. See, the trick, was to, the trick was to force him to play Dark Souls. <laughs> no. He was just useless. That <laughs> was torture. Say, didn't that make your series, like, like basically, we like, got all the, we got It was the, magic. Uh, we got the whatever big soul cup thing that you're supposed to get. The MacGuffin before you kind of, like, move towards the end of the game. Mm-hmm. It's we just, were almost mm-hmm. ready to go to Drain Lake Castle. Yeah. Almost. Well, uh, so you're, you're talking about Dark Souls 2 with him. I'm talking well, yeah, about Dark I'm Souls talking about 1 the thing him. that was part of my human experience. True. <laughs> uh, I'm like, not talking about your little, I managed... as far as I can tell, never mm-hmm. uploaded completely secret to everyone except for those involved. Dark Souls 1 attempted to play it through. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Got another question? Um. So, uh, so Birdcatcher, your username is for a song, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think somebody found after... that in chat or something, right? Wait, what song? Yes, uh, I'm named after the uh, character Papageno from um, from uh, the opera uh, The Magic Flute by Mozart. Oh, okay. He is the Fogelfinger, which is German and... for the birdcatcher. And I like that phrase because it's weird. And it, <laughs> it, sounds like, you... it sounds like English, but somebody screwed it up. What's so... what's the word again? Fogelfinger? Vogelfänger. Vogelfänger. Okay, Vogelfänger. Mm-hmm. And then my so, username is are. just because I... It's actually also German origin in that I uh, took a German class and part of mm-hmm. the gimmick for getting people to remember pr- uh, pronunciation and practice it better was to give every single person in the entire class a, a name in German. Yeah. Like a common German name and everyone would address each mm-hmm. other by those names during that class instead. Mine was Esperanza. Uh, so I, in, had Seb- uh, I had Sebastian. Spanish. <laughs> and then one Esperanza day. Esperanza <laughs> So when, I, when the 360 came out, I figured it was time to graduate from my previous username, which was Shaman King, because. Uh, Woo! Shaman I had, King. So I, I had the name because mm-hmm. I played as a shaman in Dark Souls 2. I mean, sorry, oh. Diablo 2. Uh, Not because you like Shaman yeah. King. No, and that's why I changed it was because people started singing this theme song to me <laughs> that was really irritating because it's some like early four kids shitty anime theme song for mm-hmm. for English people, and people would just start singing that over like Halo Two, and I'm like, I don't even know what you're doing. Stop it! So I changed it to my uh-huh. I changed it to I tried to, to change it to my, to my German name from my German class at the time because I was that's when mm-hmm. I was taking it is when the 360 came out. I was like in the second year of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, of course, that name's taken, so I started adding bullshit to it to try to get it to go through, and giving it uh, successfully less thought with each additional attempt. 
So eventually <laughs> I was like, I don't know, SB would be like my initials if my first name was German and because normally it's KB. I'm like, so, and, and I did like Sebastian SB and then, oh, it went through. And I'll, I guess this is my name oh. now. Yeah, I guess it does. Uh, and, then I, and then just for the sake of consistency, I just use it absolutely everywhere. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. having different URLs for everything is a pain. Oh, I know. That's why I liked my funky for ages user. One else has it. <laughs> At the same time, I feel so mm-hmm. bad because when everything goes lowercase and is squished together, it has a bad word. Is <laughs> it? Bag. Oh. Don't say oh. it out loud. So I think I actually had a what couple of. What do you have against of... phages? Well, okay, uh. phages. But no, but I thought phages was P H A G S. You're already putting like... more thought into it than I did. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, I'm skipping a lot of these. Okay. Uh, Dario asks, is there any country you really want to go to just for a vacation or because you want to know the culture? By the way, I'm from Argentina. Hey. Hi, Argentina. I mean, hi. What was the name? Dario. Dario. Argentina. Yeah. La, 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 met you. I don't know what's happening. The answer for um, both Shell and myself is Thailand, but too much civil unrest means no. Oh yeah, I'm I'm just honored to get a message from Dario Naharis. Why? That's he's from Game of Thrones. (laughs) Oh, I was really thought things were going to keep going, and then it got really quiet. (laughs) Like we literally, I literally got more pause than Shell did while singing. Yeah, I, I wanted I... you to kind of stew in that one for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, which country would I visit? I don't know. That's a really good question. Yes, uh, probably the United Kingdom or Canada. I've been, like, I've been almost, I've been to a lot of places already. Never but been I've to never been to a whole lot of places, like, in the Anglosphere. So I kind of want to tr- check out, like, outside of just the U.S., you know? Uh, but no, I've I... never been to Canada. Really? Nope. Uh, well, I, I suppose I lived airport. in New York, so yeah. you go to Toronto and Montreal and stuff on a yearly yeah, basis. Yeah, I felt like if I could go up to the Coobs, it would just take, like, what, like two hours? So I'd probably do it. And then what I could do is I could try some uh, fried beaver tail. And, yeah. uh, Poor beavers. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Obscure Wait, references to so private gross. chat within <laughs> Discord. Yeah, I'm making references to inside jokes. How could you have beaver tail? So the fried beaver well, tail thing is not an inside joke that's like hidden. We, well, we give Effie and Durf of, about it. Yeah. yeah, anytime we know a Canadian, we give them shit about it. Yeah, right. Besides, you can't. Eat? Eating a beaver tail isn't doesn't violate vegetarianism any more than eating like a rock or a pl- stick of wood. You know. Wait, wait, wait. You guys are messing with me again, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. No, beaver tails, I'm serious, though. They are, they are apparently edible, but you could fool me because I looked at photos of cooked beaver tail. Yeah, this is it. It looks wait, like somebody took out an yeah. oven mitt and dropped it on the, uh, on the grill. <laughs> yeah, it looks, like, it looks like a mistake. Like, oh, shit, how'd this end up on the grill? Oh, no. <laughs> Let's just scrape it off. <laughs> oh, no, my son's art project. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I would probably want to see... Yes? I think 
You already answered. Yeah, Thailand. Were, 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 you, Thailand bits of were you talking that whole time or not? Yeah, <laughs> was that was that? that well, that was just in response to the question. I was responding to the question. No, no we, we couldn't hear any nothing. of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I think, oh sorry. Uh, Wander, you just did a wipe, right? And do you reinstall a a Teamspeak and stuff? Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably need to go yeah, through right. some oh. settings because it's pr uh, your threshold's like just muting you constantly. Ah, you Shem know what? Talks. That's a good point. And it's probably your fault, because I assume that she's speaking the way she always does. Well, Shell has I this ha ha habit of, like, leaning back and away no, from Yeah, no, no, but I this is a brand new problem, like, 30 episodes in. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, anyway, so action. what was your answer, Shell? You should be able to <laughs> just talk. That everyone heard uh, except I, for the two of us. <laughs> I know it's, it's typical, but I would really like to see Japan. That's, Japanese food yeah. is really good. Well, also, Part a lot of, of my friends have Japan. gone there for study abroads and such, and they say it's you know it's a very safe place. Everyone's really courteous. Oh, yeah, yeah. They have cat cafes and cosplay. Mm -hmm. And I thought you were going to say they have cats. I was like, well, I, I guess probably a couple. Yeah, I mean, part of it is I'm I'm absolutely afraid to go to areas of South America and Africa because of bot flies and parasites and. Uh, yeah. who who knows what? I mean, they might have those in tropical Thailand. I'm just not much of a traveler. You know, yeah. I'd rather... I'm too cerebral. I'm like, yeah. I could travel or I could, I, like... I do like seeing historical sites, like, though. That's a vacation for me. I think Historical sites and monuments are I nice. think we're also, like, too homebody-ish due to our work. So, like, the idea yeah. of, like, travel is kind of scary. For me, there's a certain element where the country is so big that I could I could change locations within my own country and feel like I'm and in a different see one. That's definitely a very American experience, though. Because like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I've never been to New York. I don't no. know what New York's like at all, except for the fake movie version, which I probably combines and then to you a can vaguely say that accurate about thing. Literally every state. Yeah. I... Well, except well, a lot of them are real similar. <laughs> uh, Looking I at mean... you, Illinois, Ohio. <laughs> Illinois, Oha. I mean, within New York, there's <laughs> Illinois, so... Ohio, Iowa. <laughs> Please stop. That was pretty close to the return to innocence. Wander <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Dark Souls video. The next time I spy hand or somebody, I'm gonna be like Illinois, <laughs> I thought it was like hi my hi hi whatever it was. No, so some... you're getting that confused with when um, Goku some... launches this laser beam. What? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Goku? <laughs> no, I'm lost. Nice. Thank you. Nice. Thank oh, you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not talking about Hawaii right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, with how with weird New York, is it that the name there's... of that attack is a historical figure's name? <laughs> yeah, that's Kamehameha. Yeah, yeah, that's a I... real person. <laughs> so, oh, he's the yeah. king of Hawaii, right? Yeah, like the last one before. Yeah, I believe oh. so. Well, uh, before King Kamehameha the banana... died 1819. <laughs> yeah, died. Pretty much. Oh, he had a son. I mean, th two successors. Yeah, but then the banana men came in and ruined everything. Yeah, they tended to do that a lot. Mm. Okay, any other questions? The, he's, he's known as the conqueror of the Hawaiian Islands. <laughs> Which is a weird <laughs> success to hear. Yeah. It's not something you it's hear like in history, like, really. I have destroyed Greenland. 
It is now mine. <laughs> yeah. Like on a on a practical level, I'd love to visit like London and Australia. Yeah. There's a very different very big difference in mm-hmm. scope between the two things I just said. Uh, mm-hmm. Germany like to... and Canada. I just want to be at a bunch of places. And of course, yeah. ge- the generic thing is, of course, I want to visit Japan, but also I'm slightly terrified of going places where I can't communicate with anybody. Yeah, yeah. it's not a great experience yeah, when, you get, like, well. a, when you get like the... a health thing, though, it sucks. I, oh, yeah. I also really want to go to Italy and Greece because, I mean, oh, on my father's awesome. side of the family mm-hmm. uh, originates from there, like my great-grandfather Poniatis Fotopoulos and such and ah it's just uh, all the croatians when we were croatia thought i was italian it was funny but uh i suppose i there was I look no it. ambiguity about me well i just you look what german scandinavian or something i look american let's be honest here <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing americans welcome to america we speak american and we look american well, that's why that's why you need to stop wearing your like red white and blue like no, like tank top <laughs> and like your Michael Jordan. Uh, Look, I paid cargo a lot. Shorts. I paid a lot for my American flag onesie, and I'm not gonna just like <laughs> leave it at home when I go travel. Like, you walk into any restaurant, and you're like, speak English. Plaid Give me a hamburger. Where do people wear plaid in the universe? Uh, uh well, on Scotland. <laughs> in the universe. That's a big scope. That's a wide Milky net. Way. There you are. That, that probably narrows it down. Portland's yeah, I mean, it's not bet. the Andromeda Galaxy. Milky Way and Dark Gargular 5. <laughs> Dark Gargular. <laughs> we get over to Darth Gargular 5 and they get really offended at us because plaid is the uh, color of royalty. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, oh, look at these pretentious bastards with their plaid. <laughs> That's like people with purple way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, on, only the Caesars can wear purple. Be gone with Or wearing you. white to a wedding. Oh, God. I Have you done that before, Wander? No. I've seen okay. it happen, though. Oh. The, like, classic, like, mother-in-law that doesn't get along. Oh. That wears, like, the really nice white dress, and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? I, I, just, I just thought it would look nice when I wanted to be out with my real family. Uh-huh. I just, Ooh, I don't even know that, why wedding dresses are white anymore. Yeah. Quite frankly, I I dislike the idea of getting a dress that you only wear once. And There's it, nothing it, stopping never, you. Never Shit, get married. You're done. Dress it's every easy. Weekend. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, like, obviously they could be expensive, but just having it that, that white, mm-hmm. I mean, I'd prefer something colored. Don't a lot of people rent could, their yeah, wedding dresses? Or you can rent, yeah. I mean, I haven't been to a lot of weddings for people that weren't getting married for the second or third time. So oh. I, have a biased, I have the biased experience of encountering people that are getting remarried and they care less each consecutive time. Mm. That's what one... I've heard is that like the magic really starts to go out by wedding three or four. Well, the first wedding is like Ouch. a magical, crazy, life-changing experience, and this is what your life's going to be forever now, except for when it's mm-hmm. not. And then you're like, well, we got to get this paper signed, so let's have a party, and I will dress up, and this guy mm-hmm. will get us married. So, I, yeah, like... I've actually had kind of the reverse, where, like, the older they get, the more they, uh, the more they like, get married again, mm-hmm. the more they're, like, trying to recapture their youth. So I had 
Oh, uh, no. one one mm-hmm. cousin who's already had like a, a kid. Her, mm-hmm. her uh, two her first two husbands were um were foreign nationals that got with her mm-hmm. to you know get into the U.S. pretty much. I and think they left her much, after the five year mark to get yeah, the green card. It was or it was super obvious and super painful. So like uh-huh. her most recent wedding was like her more or less acting like a teenager as a like forty year old woman, and it's just oh, like cringe. you're weird. Oh. I don't like this. And Ugh. like this is when her dad was going kind of loopy too, and just well, like died. several other things. Yeah, he's dead now, but like <laughs> uh, it was just this like very bizarre experience of like. Being there only for the reception because we flew in the day, like, that day. Mm -hmm. So, like, we touched down when they were getting married. And then we get over there and it's just like, so, (laughs) this is really weird because she was really drunk. (laughs) Uh, what? Yeah. And her kid was there. Damn, dude, that story had everything. Yeah. When my my mom mom got remarried uh, last year. Mm -hmm. It was almost a photo op, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we went to Pismo Beach, a place like nor- just north of I've it. I've heard where that from it- cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> you guys were talking this about that. This isn't Pismo other time. Beach. I must have taken a lo- wrong turn in Albuquerque. I've uh, heard of that place, too. Yeah, I think we've also referenced that exact skit here before yeah, i think we did it literally last yeah. time we podcasted probably no anyway. we probably did it at, we probably did it when i talked about pismo beach from the, the when i went when i left for the wedding now. after a month probably. but the uh uh it, we went, yeah. we were, it was just like one of those chained uh like cliffs mm-hmm. that that's above a that's it's just a big drop off point and there's just like a park in the area and stuff like that and mm-hmm. we just put up some little like pretty things on the chains like you would have along the wall at a wedding or something and like they were all dressed up and we took pictures and had a ceremony and that was then we drove off <laughs> and it was it was funny how nonchalant some of it was cuz the guy who uh who married them officially on the way in encountered another couple trying to get married and actually got them married on spur of the moment right there because they already had their they had their paperwork and they were they were picking out spots and stuff but just the fact that that's funny the mm-hmm. fact that there was somebody there to officiate was like uh oh oh crap yeah, let's just get married right now it's like they're probably gonna go do they probably went on to do an actual ceremony of some kind later but like they mm-hmm. they got the paperwork officially done right there which is which is how you actually get married I don't understand why you have to have efficients. You don't. You don't. It's like a witness. Oh, I know that you, you need witnesses. You, you don't need a priest. Like, Shell, if we wanted to, we could rent oh, a chapel. Oh, you definitely don't need a priest. Yeah. Wait, we don't well, want a chapel. I want to get married at the planetarium. Okay, so we can walk down whatever aisle, get to the end, <laughs> wave our marriage license around, be like, we're married. All right, let's go eat dinner. Like, literally, you could do that. Or you could just I mean, skip it. And what go kind of to dinner? dinner? You take like an online test to become like an ordained minister for weddings. Oh yeah, like uh, my brother, my brother and um, crafty gnomes are both ordained. Wait, wait, yep. why yeah. can't your brother marry us? Why can't he? Yeah, he, he, he could. Is oh oh did wander oh was oh no oh what is what have we fallen upon here today? Ooh, yeah, <laughs> did you have every pilot ordained? What do we want to just ask my brother to get us married like whenever? No, no, not whenever. <laughs> like when <laughs> the actual thing happens. Okay. Like, hey, I know you're coming by to later. visit, but while you're here, 
And then you like lead him into a room, and it's just like decked out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick, like, edit, out, edit out of the podcast, and also her memory. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, weird how I left all of our marriage stuff just laying around the house. Well, I mean, since it's already out and you're here, why don't you just, you know, do your thing? All I know is my grandma wants us to get married before she dies, and she's That's told what grandmas me that. Do. <laughs> Just like, you guys have been together for over six years, please. Did you know that every pilot has to be ordained? Or, I mean, they get ordained? I thought it was ship know. captain. Why? Oh, maybe it can be both. Maybe. Oh, that's true. Actually, I've been on, like, cruises because that's what you do when you go visit family. They're like, <laughs> yeah, let's go, like, do the boat thing. And I'm like, cool, we're on the boat thing. And they're always like, if anybody wants to, you know, or... What was it? Uh, they yeah, just like expect there was people to fall uh, in love and yeah. I like that there's this idea of like thanks for visiting us in our town. Let's get the hell out of this town. <laughs> no, no, it's like these people were like they had just gotten married and then the boat captain guy was like, you know, every captain is also an ordained minister or something like that. And that's was like, because that's... they had to bury people at sea. What? <laughs> in the ancient times. Is that something <laughs> that <laughs> Uh, yes, I remember. That was my favorite part of history. I remember the <laughs> ancient <laughs> American Navy. <laughs> well, right, right. Uh, the, my history textbook was divided into two sections: the ancient times and the nineteen times onward, <laughs> and the Bill Clinton. The here comes the internet time. This year, <laughs> yeah, back when Reagan was president, they didn't even finish carving the Mayan calendar yet. <laughs> Still work in progress, but he put a stop Wait. to that. It's like no, I, the world I, I ends in twenty twelve. For using ancient, ancient should probably only be attributed to things like a thousand or two thousand years ago. Probably, um, <laughs> probably. Uh, definitely not within our lifetimes or anything like that. <laughs> but okay, Grandma, you're so ancient. Back when, <laughs> when sea voyage was perilous and fraught with death and disease, yeah, uh -huh. they were they were. Burying people at sea all the time. You could get That's scurvy. That's a really fancy way to or... say kicking the dead guy off the boat. <laughs> I don't know. Seafaring is pretty dangerous nowadays. My mom got a hook through her hand. What? Yeah. And then she got she got to hear that funny lesson you learn from fantasy movies uh, where you find out that the arrow should be pushed all the way through instead of yanked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a hook in her hand. He's like, no, we gotta, we gotta push it the other side out till it breaks skin, so we can cut it off. As because if we pull it out, it's gonna do barbs. more damage. Was this barbs, like yeah. a big fishing hook? Yeah. Or what? <laughs> there was a fishing hook in her hand. How big was this fishing hook? Uh, big enough to pierce the hands. <laughs> well, it depends on what hey, kind we of fish you're fishing for. Hey, we were both sarcastic in different ways. Yay! <laughs> we should be friends more often. I know. Uh, <laughs> we, were, we were fishing for sand dabs. What are sand oh, dabs? Oh, so that's like a. Also, no, I dabbed dance that people I dabbed do. to confuse my mom, and she was very confused, and that was the whole story. <laughs> wow, we, this one's uh, so sand sort of dabs really are kind of a book. horrifying mistake of a creature. Yeah, because they're one, both their eyes on the on one side. Yeah, well, that's they're, because they're, they're like flounder. They're one of those yeah. fish that clearly started out as a vertical fish and then turned into a horizontal fish. 
<laughs> like, so like they clearly yeah. like their eyes are skewed to one side and their mouth is still on the bottom of where of what would be their bottom if they were a vertical fish and all ah! their organs are on the bottom compared to the ah! if they were vertical but they're horizontal so it's like they're laying on the side for all their life and their face is twisted around to make that almost work they're really depressing shitty fish <laughs> evolution is a process of like and eh, this will work yeah but for but for this weekend and then specifically yesterday actually we were on a fishing trip and and when i say we i mean everyone else was on a fishing trip and i was watching because i don't <laughs> care about fishing so i was like i'm just going to hang out and not hurt myself or anything i tried Did that she once get the hook and her hand when someone was time. casting because that's a big no-no yeah, that's well, I mean, there was no casting yeah. because we're, there are sand dabs, which are bottom feeders, which means you literally attach a weight to your hook and you just lower it. Okay, so what? How That's does not the hook even get fishing in there? at that point. It was. It's pretty unexciting, even by fishing standards. Mm-hmm. But other people were paying <laughs> a lot of money to do it, I guess. <laughs> and I was watching. <laughs> how big are sand dabs? Uh, the ones we were oh. seeing were generally like, um, the size of the Switch, actually, the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> what? That, oh, those are nothing. even those are pretty small even for sand dabs. Yeah, Damn. eventually one guy caught one that was probably like the size of a, uh, mm-hmm. probably about the size of a tennis racket. Oh, that, nice. That's like the size that I think of. But that was one the of, like, entire time. Sand dab and because like, all the young things. stupid ones get caught, and all the ones that are big probably have learned not to do that, or they wouldn't be big by now. <laughs> and hanging out at fishing sites that people go to every day for their job, except for that one. That one was definitely on the bottom end of the bell curve of sand dab. Yeah. <laughs> and in case you thought that uh, sand dab fishing was boring, they also went they they also went crabbing in that they went to uh, it was a bunch of uh, cages that were already placed there like the day before, and uh-huh. they were going around and and hooking the cages and then slowly like cranking them to get into the middle of the boat. I was going to say going crabbing is literally just like doing somebody else's chore. You just bring a cage up to the boat over and over again. And they kept doing that over like and over lobsters? again. So we went. So we well, went whatever. home with like yeah. four live crabs, and they were, pre- they were relatively large crabs. And so they went through all the effort of murdering mm-hmm. and cooking crabs. My brother put them all in the freezer so they would sort of die off, and then sort of then butchered yeah. them all. And I thought you were supposed to boil them alive. Well, they froze or is them. That, that's lobster. This it was their attempt at being more humane was to freeze them instead of literally boiling them alive. Yeah. So they killed them that way first, more or less. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I wasn't well, really I involved. Well, I lobsters secrete a poison or something. If I was literally gone the whole weekend way. just to hang out with family and just be there. And I didn't mm-hmm. do anything the whole time. And I just sort of <laughs> witnessed things happening. That's, uh, that's what hanging out with your family becomes when you're an adult. Yeah. And you have different interests from your it, family. It's like when you <laughs> It's like when you go to dinner with your grandparents. Like, it's just going to mm-hmm. be... It's the food and talking is going to happen and then event- yeah. eventually you go home <laughs> and that was more or less how my weekend was as people were so fishing how are you and going, crabbing Graham, Graham? oh you know i just went to the doctor again I'm like oh Alzheimer's. yeah again how was oh, how was the doctor <laughs> doctor 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 jane he's uh he's a really nice they haven't fellow. found out what's wrong with he's me got, yet he's got warm hands if you know <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. That's gross. Your grandma's a whore. <laughs> wow. I don't care. I'm 902. Whoever she's talking, whoever she's I'm talking to, the grandma times. must be dead, right? <laughs> from ancient times. I remember when George Washington built the pyramids. 
Well, that's I think we hit the weird. We hit that's the some weird interesting map. Assassin's Creed history going on there, <laughs> dude. I would love to play an Assassin's Creed game set in like the well, most they bullshit have made the Illuminati, ever. like Egyptian cultists, like some kind of descend. Like, According hey, to Assassin's Creed, literally every point in history pills. has an Illuminati antagonist. <laughs> no, it'd be great to play like an Assassin's Creed game where like. Somebody's bullshitting the history, and then like the narrator realizes it, and Assassin's then tries Creed to like drunk history. <laughs> oh yes, that has to happen. That would be wow. great. That That's would like be... le- that would doing that be... for an entire video game is like lethal amounts of alcohol poisoning. You yeah. will just kill off your cast member midway through game production. I just have... like, you know what? That's fine. We go through three different narrators, and they have like. <laughs> partial notes so the second one shows up like midway through and is just like so uh every oh, single time geez. they change oh, hey. the, the new person starts talking and the old person just has like funeral music playing in the background <laughs> like starting to smell in here by wander's brother uh, okay so this is interesting it, it sort of ties back into what we were talking about last time with like taft and other lesser known presidents mm-hmm. uh like what president that has never really been featured in a feature film, would you want a feature film made of? Who's oh, that guy that died like um, four days into office? William... <laughs> it's just a real-life recreation of his four days in office as a... As a uh, was it a <laughs> UK-like yeah, was, short series? That was William Henry Harrison, correct? William Harry, Henry Harrison? Oh, so who's Zachary Taylor then? Died 31 days into up. his term. Zachary Taylor is uh, the really, really um, unnotable one from like the, he was like the third or the fourth, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think. Clearly we need to brush up on our U.S. The presidents. Problem with, the thing about, the issue with this question is uh, is that generally, if we know about it, it's probably because they've been portrayed a lot. <laughs> And if they haven't well, portrayed well, yeah. a lot, we That's might not thing. know There've shit about There have been movies about, about Lincoln. There's been movies about uh, the Founding Fathers. I want to take so, a heavily. Washington, I want to see a heavily Adams, idealized. Jefferson. Like I, I want to see a president that everyone that's like worshipped by some group of people or something, and like very much beloved for being this pillar of all their beliefs or something like that, and then just have a very realistic portrayal of how they actually were. And just have that whiplash happen of like people like having to come to terms with their entire idea of that president being a lie, basically. That'd be nice. um, Reagan Carter would be a good person, or Reagan for like complete reverse reasons. (laughs) Yeah, those would both work. The presidents that are just old enough that they no longer feel like real people, but historical figures, even though they were alive when a lot of people were alive and. Mm-hmm. And that would talk about them in the first place, and you get is nostalgic it... about them the way you do, like the Ninja Turtles cartoon, but for their age, and so they have this so they have this like terribly warped idea of what they were, what they remember, and stuff like that. Hmm. Huh. I wonder Reagan why there hasn't been a film. Meta. That's true. An um, uh, actor playing I... an actor. Yeah. I wonder <laughs> why there hasn't been a big feature film with like Andrew Jackson and all the wars that he because took he was part a in. dick. <laughs> Wasn't he awful? Yeah, Andrew Jackson yeah. was really, Isn't really, he the really Trail of Tears bad. president? Yeah, he yeah. is the Trail of Tears president. There was an Andrew Jackson movie in 2007 made for TV. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. 
That's the most recent one. Yeah, Star... Uh, he was played by, like... I was going to say he was played by someone, but he's been played by, like, three different actors. Oh. Well, for different parts in his life and or they're something. And they're all, like, unknowns because it's a TV movie, but there's probably hey movies guys. for every actor. Have you... Remember I mean, uh, Lincoln <laughs> Vampire Slayer? Yeah, that was yeah. a that was hilarious. bad movie. <laughs> a good way to put it, yeah. So, what... What book was that one parodying? Um, I that think one, it's the uh, same title. No, no, no. Yeah, I it mean, wasn't parodying no, anything. It, but you're talking about no, the author. They wrote um, the Jane Austen. No, I mean all of it? the... I mean that every single book in that series is a parody of an actual literature book. Yeah. I don't... Like, I, like I, have a, I used to have a copy which I never actually read, which was okay. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Um, Right, that's what I was going to say. It's by that, those people. Uh, is it by but that them? one? Mashup I don't think that the one. Same. This was produced yeah. by Tim Burton, apparently. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's. I think it's just. Um, this that's is a by whole a Seth Graham Smith. I don't think it's the same. Yeah, it's like, so it, it's like Asylum, um, where they just have like a gimmick oh. of their own. So I think in the case of Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, uh, this. Uh, it wasn't based on any specific book because it was more historical. But most of the other things, uh, she, no, is it Seth? He? Seth. So uh, all the other books you wrote were based off of like more popular. Yeah, they wrote Pride and Prejudice and Zombies and stuff like what that. What I thought was hilarious was there was a movie released almost at the same time. One of those films trying to make a buck off of it by having some mm. kind of bootleg second-rate version where it was Abraham Lincoln versus zombies. Oh, just that's like, right. Really? I thought it was going to be something worse, like Nixon versus... Oh, I, I've heard I about know, that. So Asylum, the studio that's t that just makes really shitty rip-offs of anything going to theaters and actually makes the entire movie based on the trailer and cranks it out quickly and usually gets that's them out right. before they even um, reach the theater... They so make stuff like paranormal entity and shit like that. Yeah. And the and funny they put thing it is, at the you see them... line. Yeah, yeah, they put them in discount it. aisles and shit to trick your grandma into buying the wrong thing based on all the hype and stuff yeah. like that. But what I've heard is I've I've actually heard from multiple sources now that mm -hmm. Abraham Lincoln Zombie Slayer is better than Vampire Hunter because of how really? bad Vampire Hunter was. Because huh. supposedly huh. Vampire Hunter's just boring whereas uh mm. zombie slayer is actually supposed to be kind of funny as a sh as a shitty movie <laughs> well I got my brother and my dad pokemon saw the movie but it's asylum William movies are generally Howard just F. unwatchable versus well, the well, I'm in, transmorphers I'm by... <laughs> transmorphers what i'm baffled by are the ones that show up at the red box uh-huh and they're the rip-off animated versions of things like Frozen and various Disney movies or DreamWorks movies. You guys have all heard of the movies. Sense of Right Alliance, right? Yes. What's that? Okay. No, no, no. Here, I'll, no, I'll show Carl you the doesn't picture. want to, doesn't well, want to hear about it. We've so been going fine. for like two hours, so like we should probably... Snakes on a Train. The Da Vinci Treasure. Yeah, it is probably time. Wait, is this where they repackage action figures? Yeah, so the Sense of Right Alliance is a Chinese knockoff where they're oh, trying to make a Justice you know, League. Oh, actually, this is War so sad. War of the Worlds 2. I got into one of those discount stores with my mom, and I saw... Mm -hmm. So I have pretty much all of the Beast Wars Transmetal figures from the 90s because they're awesome. They're very articulated, really well made. Anyways, I saw a ripoff 
thing that used the same model and mold as the Megatron Dragon. But the interesting thing was it was practically incapable of transforming, at least from what I could gauge, because they left a lot of the seams like stuck together and such. So it was mm-hmm. it was just permanently in uh, Dragon Motor robot mode, depending on which version you got. And it was obviously painted blue, so it wasn't even the correct color. And yeah, I just... Do they like keep the molds in China, and then if people can get their hands on them, they continue producing the statuettes and figures? Because I've seen this with yeah, World of Warcraft statuettes. That. They definitely do that. There is that one part of China where there's like basically an entire city that's entirely dedicated to making what is essentially the contents of dollar stores, and right. they just mass produce these trinkets and little things, and then. Uh, the primary buyers are people that walk in and they're like, oh, yeah, I'll take 500 billion of those for my my store chain. And then they, they mass buy these cheap figurines and sell those. And that's the entire uh-huh. business model of like an entire town in China. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised that's if the knockoff wacky. stuff comes from huh. there too. Mm-hmm. And, if you, and yeah. if you never heard of this, there's a really, really good uh, radio lab about it. I think it's radio lab. I should, I'm actually kind of interested in this. And so I that's, never that's a really thought cool I would be, one. but that's how radio lab works. Yeah, Radio Lab's Carl fucking I, awesome. <laughs> Carl and I were having an argument as to whether or not uh, stuffed animals are produced by machines or people. And I was looking into it, and while the machines can cut the fabric, they cannot assemble the stuffed animals. So. And they look terrifying when they're not done. <laughs> so it's interesting. Yeah, they, they still have people sewing them all up. And I know how much work that takes because I was making so, all my little dragons for conventions. Anybody have a nice, awkward story to uh, end this podcast on? End it. I always talk about like, <laughs> Jewish Native Americans again. Uh, Those don't exist. Stop, is there like one last question that's sort of cringeworthy? Or oh, I'm sure there is. <laughs> you have asked the right question. <laughs> okay. Uh, you, you just want a really a bad pair? one? Uh, um... Oh, wait, is that a new one? Wait. <laughs> Crab? <laughs> I mean, like there was one dumb one. There was one really straws. not great one where someone was just like... Uh, you don't need to go. read their name if it's going to be embarrassing, so- though. Somebody asks if we prefer phoenixes or dragons. <gasps> dragons. Oh no! Dragons. Oh no! That gasp is dangerous. <laughs> dragons. Dragons. No contest. I think also, that mystical beasts are the least interesting part of most mysti- <laughs> of most fantasy stories. But 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 nope. think about the dragon this and phoenix going- phoenix dishes that you get at restaurants. Do you prefer the sesame chicken or the shrimp? What? <laughs> I don't understand the question. Uh, three, I don't understand. Two, You've never one. had that dish at a Chinese restaurant? Nope. Three, two, nope. This three, is two, this. We've gone too far away. All right. I saw a werewolf with a Chinese chicken menu in his hand. Th- <laughs> thanks for watching, everyone. If you want to send podcast questions our way, it's uh, four nerds four save the nerds. universe. No. No. It's four nerds, four nerds questions, questions at gmail.com. <laughs> the That's end. The thing.